The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh so found out yesterday afternoon the president did reimburse Michael Cohen for the Stormy Daniels payoff. After denying, 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 disavowing, disavowing, it's on the financial report. Why? I I don't know. Is that the old Clinton technique where you just lie about it until time has passed and nobody cares and they're tired of hearing about it? And then you just say, okay, yes, I did have sex with that woman. Yes, I did. And when I said no, it wasn't under oath, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Well, that depends on what your definition of is, is. I, I guess that's how they're playing it. It's disappointing to me. I, and maybe I'm the only person who cares anymore. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's got to be somebody else who cares. But I don't think Trump supporters care. I don't think they care that he did this. I don't think they care that he lied. I don't think they cared he paid her off. I don't think he cared that they lied about it again, that it could be a campaign finance violation. I, and nobody cares about any of it. So. Might as well move on from that, I guess. <laughs> it's frustrating. No, it's you, it's frustrating. me, and... I think Glenn cares, and I think Stu cares. I, I think, think there's four of us. And that listener right now that I'm talking mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. they care as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's five. Five of us. There's five of us <laughs> in America who care. Count on one hand. <laughs> I, I just think all the same rules apply. All the rules that applied to Clinton apply to this guy as well. And, you know, for the millionth time, he's done a lot of good things. He has. And we've talked about him. But I'm not going to ignore the crappy things. I'm not going to ignore the lying and the, and the scandals and the cheating. and the, I mean, that's part of who the guy is. Well, we didn't elect a pastor and cheat. I don't, I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> we didn't elect it. Nobody said he was perfect. Or is he not a perfect man? Choir boy. Can we go? Let's not let the let's not let the perfect ruin the good. <laughs> All of those excuses. Oh, good gosh! I like that one though. That's Which a good one? one? Don't let the perfect ruin the good, or yeah. he's not a okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's not let perfect ruin the good. That's one of my favorites. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have some splaining to do. After this life, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. I don't like explaining myself. Just like, uh, you know, just like Ricky Ricardo and Lucy. <laughs> Lucy, you got some splat at the door. <laughs> Ricky. There was a whole episode right there. Okay, of, hold on. Of if, Lucille Ball or I Love Lucy if, or whatever it was. If I get to heaven <laughs> and God sounds like Ricky <laughs> Ricardo. <laughs> gonna, Are you going to be surprised? I'm going to ask for a day pass out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he plays at a little Cuban club, yeah. I, I'd be somewhat taken aback by that as well. Yeah. But, I don't know that I... What do we know? That. Americans, you got some splat at Wait a minute. That's your voice, God? <laughs> Can we? Can you do another voice? I mean, you are God. Are you capable of maybe Benjamin Netanyahu's voice? I mean, that's more you know deep and and sophisticated. Sophisticated. It just sounds you know sophisticated. Yeah. Netanyahu is a commanding kind of uh, presence, isn't he? Yes. 
He's a guy who you think, you look at him and you think, that guy knows what he's talking about. That guy knows where he's supposed to, he, he knows what he's supposed to be doing and where he should go. Mm-hmm. He knows how to handle situations. Um, Ricky Ricardo, not so much. Not so much with Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as he loved Lucy, he lost her, so he made some bad choices. Uh, and in the 50s and 60s, we cared about those choices, but we, we don't anymore. Oh, you brought it home. I brought it right back nice home. Job. I mean, you're like yeah, a radio professional. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like one, not one, but like it. Yeah, similar yeah, to something like mm-hmm. that. Uh, speaking of Netanyahu, this is kind of interesting. Nikki Haley walked out on the Palestinians of the UN babbling their <laughs> garbage yesterday in an amazing show of resolve and friendship with Israel. Uh, UN ambassador, U.S. ambassador to the UN, Nikki Haley walked out. When the permanent observer of Palestine to the United Nations, Riyad Mansour, started speaking to the UN. And, you know, everything's Israel's fault. Israel is committing genocide. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're hearing, not just from the Palestinians, but from the press. It's despicable what they're doing to Israel right now. And by the way, has anybody else noticed this Hamas official admitted that 50 of the supposed 62 Gazan deaths were Hamas members. They're members of a terrorist organization. 50 out of 62. They're actually killing terrorists here. <laughs> I don't know. He, he, I guess because he said it in, in uh, Arabic, he thought nobody would pay attention because nobody ever does. Except memory was over there, and they recorded it, and they translated it, and so we know what he said. And he said that 50 of the 62 have been killed have been Hamas members, which tells me a lot. First of all, I don't believe their numbers. Their numbers of 2,400 people wounded, garbage. It's absolute, total, and complete yeah. garbage. <laughs> I, we, 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 I said this the other day. You can't trust these Palestinians on anything they say about, uh, about casualty numbers because they fake it all the time. We showed you the guy on the crutches. He was running around. <laughs> sometimes he'd use him. Sometimes he'd run around with without using him. Uh, there was there was one a couple of years ago where they were doing this big funeral and weeping and wailing, and the corpse the corpse fell off the stretcher that they were taking him to be buried. Guy gets up and gets back on the stretcher. <laughs> I thought we were out of camera range. We're not. Get back on. <laughs> I, they do this all the time. They use old bodies. They use people who aren't dead. Uh, they fake injuries. They clog up hospital reports uh, with uh, uh, people who actually aren't injured, but they just report that they are. Yeah, uh, and, and and that that wonderful footage continues right up to today. And and here's <laughs> another example of it. I love this because we just talked about this on Monday, and. Uh, Here's a, it looks what looks like a field of Palestinian victims. <laughs> and they're all dead or badly, badly injured. Uh, take Check this out. Oh, boy. Look at, there's a whole bunch of dead people. So sad. All lined up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Whoops. Oh, my wait. nose. My nose is itching. Oh, wait a second. Hey, oh, I got an uh, itch here. Yep. Um, let me scratch boy. this. And he did. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that this. It's priceless, Look man. At this. They're all dead, uh-huh. right? They're all dead. Oh, nope, wait. no, oh, except for that gosh, guy. My nose. No, yeah, crap. I just I had a booger to... hanging out or something. It's just bothering me. 
unfortunately, uh, you happened to catch me at the wrong time. <laughs> ah. that, that's B-roll that the Palestinian that's, Authority didn't want to release. That's from yesterday. Okay? These guys are liars. They're fakes. They're cheats. They're terrorists. Not all of them, but certainly Hamas. A lot of the Palestinians' hatred is such that they can't even hide it. They don't even try. They don't so much as try to hide it. About that, there's an NPR reporter uh, who was interviewing one of the Palestinians the other day when they were flying the Nazi kites. They were flying the kite with swastikas on it. And so this NPR reporter, uh, whose name is Steve Inskeep, goes over to the Palestinian and, and tries to talk some sense into him. Listen to this. Now, for all the suffering, some Palestinians have still been moving toward the border fence today. We're- for all the suffering, for all the suffering that they're doing because at the hands of these evil, mean, spirited Israelis, for all the suffering, they still move toward the border Right, with their babies, with their infants and their children. Why are they doing that? Because they hope something's going to happen. Because they believe they'll be greeted by, you know, virgins or whatever their thing is on the other side. They're going to get glory on the other side if they do this. They don't care. They, but listen to this report from uh, Inskeep and listen to what is said to At him. one of the main protest sites, we've seen people moving in that direction. We've heard scattered gunshots, we presume, from Israeli forces. I love that, too. We've heard scattered gunshots. We don't know who's doing it, but we assume. Let's see. Obviously, it's the Israelis. Well, it's been reported by actual reporters that the Israelis are being fired on as well. So why would you assume it's only the Israeli soldiers? They're being fired on, and they're responding. But we assume it's Israel because they're evil. And we've also encountered Ahmed al-Bordani, who is 19 years old, okay. and when we saw him, was holding a homemade white kite. A homemade white kite. Would you describe what that is? This is a kite that's going to go to the Jews. It's a kite that's going to go to the Jews. It's got a swastika on it. That it's designed to float over the Israelis and catch fire. It was decorated hmm. with writing claiming Jerusalem for Palestinians and also with swastikas. What does this thing mean to you? Uh-huh. Why do you put that on there? <laughs> Why? The Jews go crazy for Hitler when they see it. The Israelis. You know, why would they do that? He only killed six million of them. Why, why would they be upset by that? They know that people are flying kites with swastikas. They know this. And they use it to discredit you. Listen to this guy. Listen to this freaking guy. Trying so desperately to help these idiots who hate the Jews so much that they just flat out share what they feel. He's trying desperately to say, hey, you know what they're going to do with this? Is they're going to make a bunch of propaganda against you and say that you're, you're acting like Hitler. He doesn't care. He's proud of it. There's the problem. They don't even try to hide their hatred for Israel or the Jews. They don't try to hide it. They don't try to play that game at all. This guy can't even get him to play the game. Why? Because it's what they learn from birth. It's the most natural thing 
in the world to them. As soon as they start receiving mother's milk, they start receiving their hatred from the parents of the Jews. The Jews are pigs, the Jews are uh, animals, and they're depicted that way in kindergarten, in grade school, in every, every facet of life. And, but these are the good guys? But it's the Palestinians who are the good guys. And you got this NPR moron trying desperately to help this guy and to say, hey, this isn't going to play well in the West, okay? And the, the, the Israelis are going to make something out of this. He doesn't care. To say this shows you're bad people. What do you think about that? They are bad people. Many This is actually what we want them to know, he says, that we want to burn them. That is one of many views we've heard in the last few days in Gaza, where at least 60 people were killed yesterday in protests. <laughs> he's still he's still trying to create sympathy for the Palestinians. They want the Jews to burn. This is what we want you to know, that we want the Jews to burn. I mean, the Palestinians cannot hide their hatred and their intent and still... The media blames Israel. This is despicable. Joe Scarborough is on the air the other day whining about how the White House and the Israelis don't care about Palestinian lives. You know who else doesn't care about Palestinian lives? The Palestinians. That's who. They don't care either. In fact, they they sacrifice many of their lives in order to fulfill their hatred for the Jews and to make them look like like they're the oppressors. They're not. Man, this gets old. Uh, and it is, it never changes. Hasn't changed since 1948. The anti-Semitism is just as strong today as it's ever been. 888 uh, We're about into summertime, I would say, since every single day in Texas now, it's uh, in the mid-90s. That's why I hate it when May gets here, because it's just plain hot. However, uh, this is uh, also a great time of year because we've got Memorial Day coming up. We've got Fourth of July coming up, Labor Day later on in the summer. Um, and you just want to show what, how you feel about the country with uh, by flying your American flag. No better place to get them than CollinsFlags.com. C-O-L-L-I-N-S. CollinsFlags.com. It's family-owned and operated been in business since 2001. They make all of their flags right here in America. They're really high quality. American flags, military flags, sports flags, state flags. You know, if uh, we see easily as many Texas flags in Texas as we do American flags. They usually fly together. Uh, Texans like to like to show uh, how much they love this state as well as the country. And if you're like that too, they've got a flag for you in your state. So when you, when you choose these flags, all orders ship within 24 hours. Shipping is free on orders over $75. And right now, there's a great special for Blaze listeners only. If you use the promo code Blaze, you'll receive an extra 15% discount. Promo code Blaze to get 15% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders over $75. They also have a social media promotion going on right now. 
for a chance to win a free American flag, uh, post your best flag picture on social media and use the hashtag my flag display 2018 my flag display 2018 okay collinsflags.com or give them a call at 800-950-4061 collinsflags.com pat gray only on the blaze radio network All right, let's see the uh, Palestinian's corpse again, because mm-hmm. he uh, he had an itch. They had a whole bunch of uh, bodies laid out in body bags. Uh, it was a horrific scene. A lot of dead people here. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, oopsie daisies, He's he's got an itch. See, he's got a he didn't have a Kleenex. He had to use his finger. That actually wasn't yesterday. That wasn't, oh. it, that was from 2013. Yeah, that was from 2013. That's my okay. bad. Yep, I that gave is you your some bad. old video because I you suck did. as a producer as we're But there's I mean it's, come to know. it still shows what we've been saying. This is what they do. They That's do it all they, the time. It's a, yeah. Who does this? Well, they do. That's who does it. It's the way they operate all the time. You imagine if the United States of America were doing that, we're placing all these body bags after 9/11 to show that it wasn't it wasn't 3,000 killed, it was 30,000 killed. Because we're trying to gain more sympathy in in the world public opinion, how, how would the how would the rest of the world look on that? <laughs> I don't understand how it is that the Palestinians get all of this outpouring of sympathy and loathing toward Israel when they conduct themselves the way they do. How can the West relate to what they do and who they are and the sheer unadulterated hatred. And I think it's because they don't, they don't know the history of this thing. They just believe that Israel's been the mean guy. You know, here's this tiny little country of six or seven million people. Tiny. A Jewish state surrounded by 500 million people who hate their guts and want them gone. And they've had to defend themselves over and over and over again. Is there a single doubt in your mind? I mean, we've, we know that Israel has most likely had nukes for maybe 20 or 30 years. Is there any doubt in anyone's mind, if that was the Palestinians, that that wouldn't have been used against Israel by now? If they, ha- if they were the ones with nukes in a 30-year period of time, would we still have peace in the Middle East? Would there be... A uh, single Jew alive in Israel? I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I think they'd use them. I think they'd use anything at their disposal because they tell us all the time they they're going to. Yeah, of course we are. They're bringing infant children to a violent protest, knowing that tear gas is going to be fired, knowing that there's Israeli snipers, and knowing they're putting their children in grave danger. And then we're supposed to say, "Oh, you bad Israelis." Uh, shot tear gas and you killed that child. You killed that infant because uh, they had tear gas inhalation. What was it? What was a baby doing at the border? 
And how is it the West can't relate to Israel being the most like us and fighting for freedom and fighting for their culture and their way of life? But no. No. That's not who gets the sympathy. Fortunately, though, we've got, uh, you know, this this is where Donald Trump comes in because he's been fantastic on the Israel front. He's been unbending and unyielding. And I it's frankly taken me by surprise. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a better friend of Israel in the office of the presidency, including George Bush, including Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I mean, you thought he might be ambivalent. Just like, whatever, you know, right. we'll figure this one. That's going to be a high priority. He has been 100%. He's been a bulldog on it. Yeah. And it's not a popular position. You know, even even a lot of the uh, liberal uh, American Jews are anti-Israel because they bought into the fact that they're oppressive and it's genocide against the Palestinians and all that nonsense. And yet... Trump is still out there front and center fighting for Israel. It's pretty cool. Uh, Turkish prime minister is urging the Muslim world to unite against Israel. This is great. Uh, ben Ali Yadirim told his ruling par- party in parliament that Ankara would call an extraordinary summit of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. Islamic countries should without fail review their relations with Israel. The Islamic world should move on as as one with one voice against this massacre. Yildir, Yildirim uh, said that Turkish President Erdogan, Erdogan, who currently holds the rotating chairmanship of the body, called the OIC summit on Friday. And that's kind of a dangerous thing. Hopefully Egypt will remain firm. In their commitment to peace with Israel. Uh, Because I doubt that the um, Muslim world moves against Israel without Egypt's help. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Ian in New York. Ian, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. I would like to just touch off on uh, Netanyahu when he told the world, we got the goods on Iran. We know what they're up to. And thank goodness Donald Trump, President Trump, pulled out because it Mm -hmm. lets us be on the right side of history. Now, the Israel don't ask permission, whether it's the Tants, whether it's Syria. They don't go around and ask permission what they're going to do. Can we do this? They just do it. Yep. And now, thank God, Egypt just came out and said that uh, 50 of these uh, Hamas, out of the 60 that were killed on the border of Israel, 50 were Hamas and three were from another terrorist faction. Yeah. So Israel's going to be in the right. And when and, and they do have the capabilities of doing what they got to do. And it is a worry to me that people... People that want one nuke, not a hundred, the ones that want one. Those are the terrorists. That's Iran. And whether it was Mahmoud Ahmadinejad that said, we're going to wipe Israel off the map, mm-hmm. the little Satan, and then come after the big Satan us, you, you will do nothing of the sort. You will, Israel will wipe you off the earth, and that's the way it will be. And, yep. and uh, thank good, goodness President Trump pulled out, because we'll be backing the right people, and we'll have God on our side, and then we'll see where the chips fall. I agree 100%. Thanks, Ian. Appreciate it. And, you know, in this instant, thank heaven for Donald Trump because uh, he uh, he will stand firm. Thank goodness for uh, Egypt coming to their sen- senses uh, 38 years ago because they've stood pretty firmly 
um, at least being remaining neutral and not siding with Turkey and the Palestinians necessarily in this and not stoking all up all of that uh, hatred again. Because it's a tough situation. Boy, this this could lead to uh, quite a war where we're sucked into it, where Russia's sucked into it, and all the Arab nations. 888 More Packer Unleashed coming up. <clears throat> The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed. Uh, from S-E-H. Or S-E. <laughs> and now the left cares about babies. <laughs> yes. When they see them in the arms of the Palestinian mom. Who for whatever reason. Took the baby. The infant. To the violent protests. Going on at the Israeli border. Uh, yeah, now they care about that. <gasps> How dare those mean Israelis? Oh, my goodness. Um, hey, Mom, couldn't you get a babysitter for the day? Uh, come on now. And if you can't get a babysitter for the day, maybe you skip the fun, fun protest at the border that particular time. Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. You just hold off to another time when your child can be at home being supervised by someone, and then you can go to the border and... And throw your Molotov cocktails. Yeah, there'll be plenty of time for faux outrage. <laughs> right. I mean, the cameras, mm-hmm. I mean, the media, the international media is going to stay there waiting for the next time that you fake being really angry with it. Oh, you better believe it. They'll be waiting with bated breath uh, to attack Israel again. Triple eight nine We've been talking about uh, the president's stand on Israel and how great that is. Of course, then you juxtapose it with the lies about the payoff to Stormy Daniels almost every day. There's just a Trump grab bag where he got all kinds of, <laughs> you know, a lot of good and you know, a little bit of bad sprinkled in there. But yesterday, CNN and John King actually did a positive segment on the president. Did you see that? Did you read about that? Did you see that in the paper today? Kevin, did you see that? Did you read about that? John King uh, actually filed this report about, and it wasn't on anything super substantive. It was it was on um, judicial appointments, but I'll take it. Welcome back. <laughs> when the president was on Capitol Hill yesterday meeting with senators, one thing he asked for, more confirmations of his judicial picks. This is an area that doesn't get a ton of attention where the president right. is making a lot of progress, and it's an area Wait, where what? his conservative base is very happy with the president. So far, mm-hmm. 38 judges have been confirmed, not including Neil Gorsuch on the Supreme Court. So you could make okay. that 39 if you count mm-hmm. the Supreme Court, but you could. 21 Court of Appeals judges, 
Okay. Approved, confirmed under the Trump presidency. 17 U.S. District Court judges confirmed already during the Trump presidency. How does that match up? How well, does let's it take match a look. up? Let's this look. is the Court of Appeals, the president running ahead of the five presidents who served before him. And he likes that. He wow. likes to be able to say, look at me, I'm 21, Obama, Bush, Clinton, H.W. Bush, Reagan. Donald Trump leading the pack there. Uh -huh. A big debate on Capitol Hill, and regardless of what you think of the president, whether you support the president, this is a mm -hmm. legitimate feather in his cap in the sense that the conservative base is happy huh. with this, and they have not at the pace mm -hmm. the president would like, uh, but not they the have a lot of like, these confirmations, and he wants a bunch okay. more uh, before we get to November. Yeah, yeah, and it's a, and, and it's a lasting uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, victory, not something as we... So not just John King, but one of the members of his panel come in and he starts saying good things about President Trump. I've seen over the last couple of years a lot of what, for example, President mm -hmm. Obama did using executive orders and taking actions that, uh, regulatory actions that are easily or, or, right. or at least somewhat easily overturned. These are, you know, judges mm -hmm. that are going to be in place for 10, 20, 30 mm -hmm. or longer years. Yeah. Uh, so an actual positive spin on a Donald Trump story from CNN's John King. Sadly. John King was taken into custody by CNN police and killed after that report. Yeah, they can't tolerate oh that. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> so we lost him. We lost John King. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. That is breaking news, though, also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there is another side to the story because uh, CNN, yeah, well, they, you know they can't tolerate that. And uh, so they got to his studio as quickly as they could, apprehended him, uh, took him out behind the building and, and killed him. So... That's, you know what? Nothing surprises me. So I'm, I know. I'm going along with it. I know. It actually wow, wouldn't surprise amazing. me if that really happened. <laughs> Speaking of journalists, this is interesting, too, because Jim Acosta was on with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I believe. And listen to his claim, because Jim Acosta, if you remember a few weeks or a month maybe ago, uh, he, Donald Trump actually kicked him out of the room. <laughs> Because he just he couldn't get him to stop his badgering, so he's like, "Yeah, get him out of here. We're we're done." And so uh, he's talking about that, but also uh, the way he's treated presidents in the past. Are you the only reporter who's ever been kicked out of a, a press situation by the president of the United States? I I think so. <laughs> um, I you know I, I wear it as a badge of honor. You, you know, should I, wear it as a badge. I'm hated by the best people or the worst people. Are you their least favorite of well, all? Probably. Yeah. But, you know, as FDR once said, I welcome their hatred. You uh, do. I do. And, you know, listen, when I covered Barack Obama, I was just as tough on him. People might not believe. <laughs> can, can you? Uh, that is one of the most ridiculous statements ever uttered by a human being. I was just as tough on Obama. Uh, <laughs> That's cute. All right, Jim. That's it's precious, really. You just keep living in your fantasy world. Um, just as tough on Obama. You were. They didn't wow. like you either. They They're didn't like me. Universally either. disliked. Oh, okay. I am. Yes. Yes. It's no. difficult to find a table at a restaurant in Washington. For me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I once asked Obama about ISIS. Why can't we get these bastards? And the people at the White House under Obama were very ticked off about that. And right. Eventually, you know, they, they get over that because they realize you have to ask the hard questions. Is that why? Or was it because it was the only hard a a question you asked in eight years? <laughs> Probably more like that. And they just forgot that you had, once, you had once asked a difficult question of Barack Obama. Nobody asked Obama difficult questions. Ugh. 
he he was throwing softballs in every single press conference. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Looks like Starbucks has been accused of racism again. They just can't get out out of their own way. In La Cañada, California, uh, two weeks ahead of their day of nationwide racial bias training. You know, that's going to be a fun meeting. (laughs) Coffee chain Starbucks is facing new accusations of racism after a Latino customer discovered a racial slur written on his coffee order. So they take it and they have that little, don't they have like a piece of paper that covers it or something and they write a little something on there so they know whose order it is. Yeah, on the cup, yeah. He says that he received a cold coffee drink labeled Beaner. Um, wow. If that's true, maybe Starbucks does have some work to do with their employees. Uh, he went to Starbucks and they asked for his name and he said his name is Peter. And they wrote Beaner. <laughs> Could it be that they just misheard? I don't. I mean. Is that possible? Probably. But it's just... possible. Well, I mean, I would have said, absolutely, they probably misheard. Yeah, I hate to give them the benefit I, of the I doubt. I would have said that yeah. a week ago. Right. But after the um, after the Cheesecake Factory situation, where they were just wow. Which out means? of control. Yeah, we actually have um, that young man who was wearing the mega cap, the Make America Great Again cap, at the Cheesecake Factory. A black kid. Well, he's not a kid. He's 22 years old. He was there with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's family on Mother's Day. And he tells a story about how some employees came over to him and started making racial slurs, uh, saying they wanted to punch him in the face. They wanted to knock his hat off his head. All of that. So he was on Fox News talking about it yesterday. Oh, well, we were sitting at the table and my girlfriend's aunt started rela- noticing and she informed us that, hey, there's a couple mm-hmm. of co-workers back there looking at Eugene and making gestures towards him. So I just turned around and looked at them. I didn't say anything. Um, I see that they're staring at me, staring at uh, my girlfriend's family. They're just trying to intimidate us. And, I, you know, I just ignored the whole thing. What I just stayed saying? on my phone watching. What types of things were um, they well, saying? Well, I'll, after I turned around and was looking at my phone, they all started getting behind us. And they, the, one of the coworkers was saying, man, I'll knock that hat off his head. I'll hit him so hard that oh. knock his mm. hat off. They were clinching their fists, and they were just standing behind me, you know, trying to, like, scare us and stuff. I mean, I wasn't really, you know, intimidated by anything, but yeah. my girlfriend's family and everybody, you know, we were just, it was just sad, you know. It was just, everybody was disappointed. Mother's Day was completely ruined, you know, and yeah. everybody, it was just sad the outcome, the way well, everything happened. you're still wearing your hat. So the Cheesecake Factory has responded to this. They say, we were very disappointed to learn that two staff members made disparaging remarks about Mr. Joseph's hat that made him and his family feel unwelcome. As a result, to those two individuals are no longer employed with the company. No guest should ever feel unwelcomed in one of our restaurants, and we are very sorry. Our investigation is ongoing. We've reached out to Mr. Joseph directly to ask for his assistance. They also say that something else was going on, like a, a meeting between different shifts. That's why there was sort of a crowd around you. Is that what you noticed yeah. as well, or is your, is your um, take different? I, I didn't my, I think my take is a little bit different. You know, I, I mean, I don't think that really explains for me. I walked to the restroom with my girlfriend, uh, walked me to the restroom, and I was walk, as I was walking back, uh, a, a whole group of people came out of the kitchen and just started shouting and yelling and just clapping things and saying things towards me as I was walking back to my seat. You know, I just completely ignored it, but I can tell my girlfriend mm. was uncomfortable, and it's just, it was just really wrong. And I understand they were booing when you were walking back. Yeah. They yeah. say, the Cheesecake Factory says it was just two of their employees. Does that sound right to you, or was it a bigger number? 
Oh, it was a bigger number. You know, they have they had employees working there, and they had a couple other people that were just walking past us, just disrespecting us. People that weren't even serving us. You know, they just had just people walk, walking by with plates yeah. and stuff, just being rude to us, just, just really disrespectful. Well, you know, it seems so crazy, Eugene. Here you are. It's Mother's Day, one of the happiest right. days of the year. You're out for a nice. That's, that's what I expected. Uh, it's just such a. It was Mother's Day. I thought it would be the, if there's any day to wear the hat. But also, it's Mother's Day. You know, Eugene, it's a happy day. What makes the country so great is we can wear shirts. We can wear hats that we support and you clearly support President Trump what do you like about him Man, I, I love Donald Trump and how you know he's just he's just what the country needs you know he's a true American you know he he really cares for the well-being of America and he just mm -hmm. you know people will say what they want about him everybody's entitled to their opinion it's a free mm -hmm. it's yeah. a free country right. and I Used think Donald be, Trump is like so everything anymore. that we've all needed this country yeah uh, interesting it's hard to imagine employees uh, conducting themselves that way at a high profile place like cheesecake factory. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to believe that they didn't get up and demand to see the manager right then and oh, there. Absolutely. But I think the larger issue here is that now I understand why I can't get my drink refilled when I go to the cheesecake factory because employees are standing around <clears throat> yeah. checking out people's hats. Che yes. And gossiping about all the, uh, all the customers in the restaurant. Such a weird story. A guy didn't even, he wasn't even offered a, like a free piece of Oreo Dream Extreme cheesecake, which hmm. if it was me, yeah. that would have made everything fine right there. Okay, we'll just let this go. Thank you. He's going to have every piece of Oreo <laughs> Dream cheesecake he wants if he pursues this. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is sad, too, because I, I like Cheesecake Factory. Hmm. Do you ever you ever go? Do they refill your You're drinks not a big, when you go? Well, no, but so the food's pretty good. It is good. It's They have... Mm -hmm. The largest menu, I think, in the history of the planet. That is true. I, it, it's like you, you get to the you get to into it's your booth, book. and it's like they're handing out dictionaries yeah. to everybody, filled with every choice in the world. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter what sort of cuisine uh, there is on this planet. Yeah, it's available at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, so, and and that goes completely against everything I see on on. For instance, Food Network. You, you supposedly should specialize in one kind of deal and not try to do everything really well because you can't. But they actually do. Yeah, when you Pull find something well. in the Cheesecake food. Factory menu, you should just stop looking. Close it up yes. quickly because you yes. will find something else and you'll be torn. <laughs> you'll be like, oh, no, and you'll keep flipping. And before you know it, there's like, uh -huh. you'll be asking your server, okay, so I'm down to 18 choices. Can you tell me which of these you like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... You know, it's too bad it happened at Cheesecake Factory because I'm a fan. But uh, this guy, sh they should have stood up and demanded to see the manager right then and there. Mm -hmm. Get that taken care of. 888 And if you didn't get fa satisfaction there, y you walk out and you call corporate headquarters uh, the next business day. And you let them know about your experience. Um, let me tell you about the experience Glenn and Tanya had several years ago in Connecticut trying to sell their home. Uh, it didn't sell for about two years and they lost all kinds of money on it, which is not ideal. I think you'd agree. So in order to help prevent that from happening to you, they put together a network of over 1200 agents across America that are qualified by Glenn's team based on experience, marketing plan, character, and what results do they get for their clients? Uh, really important categories. And so... There's one other thing that I think is is really important, and they added it, and it helps a lot because it just shows that you're going to share some principles and values with your realtor. Uh, they're all fans of Glenn's show. 
So if you're trying to sell your house and you need to sell it fast because you want to turn around and buy something, then go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Let our agents earn your business. We'll introduce you to the best agent anywhere in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Speaking of CNN, as we were a little while ago with their surprising uh, report that was compiled by uh, John King, where he actually said some good things about President Trump. Well, yesterday or the day before, CNN's David Gregory. Didn't David Gregory used to be on MSNBC? NBC? Yeah, 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 yeah. Was he the Meet the Press guy? Yeah, hang on. And then uh, I think he got summarily dismissed. Oh, yeah. And now he's wound up at CNN. Anyway... He was talking to uh, Diana Butu, who is a former advisor to Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas about the Israeli situation. Check this out. Do you also recognize that Israelis have a right to return, that in fact the, is, the country of Israel is a fulfillment of that right to return to its ancient homeland and that it has a right to exist? I'm s- I'm somebody who believes that this place can and should be one state where everybody, Jews, Christians, Muslims, Druze, uh, all of the people who are living here have equal mm. rights and should be mm. living in equality. I don't believe in one what? group having supremacy over another. This is something that I have been speaking about and writing about for years and people have been working but about Diana, for that's years. Not my question. What I think we have to work again, it, what I think we have to work Good against you, is the system Stay of privilege. It. And what people are talking about when they talk about a Jewish state She's is simply continuing to enshrine a system of, of uh, Diana, exclusive Diana, Jewish privilege. Diana, this is, this and is that's not a filibuster opportunity. I'm asking you a simple question. Do you believe that Israel has a right to exist alongside the legitimate Palestinian sovereignty in a state as well? Nobody has denied that. In fact, it's been quite well, the opposite. The PLO has recognized Israel's right to exist. Palestinian factions have recognized Israel's right to exist. It's quite the opposite, that Israel has never recognized no. my right to exist in freedom and, and uh, in sovereignty. They've never recognized my right to exist in equality. It's quite the opposite. No, no, it isn't quite the opposite. No, it, no, it isn't. Still in the Hamas charter is that Israel can't exist. You're f- and she's for a one-state solution? How does that work? And didn't Bill Clinton basically give Yasser Arafat 98% of the territory that they wanted, the Palestinians wanted, and Israel agreed with it? It was yeah. just the fact uh, that, that Yasser didn't want to make a deal. Wow. I mean, the one-state solution, obviously, is a Palestinian state. That's what she's talking about. Oh, yeah. And would Jews be allowed to live there? N- no, they would not. They would not. If there's a one state, the Jews have no place in that state. <laughs> so wait a minute. Behind CNN now, we've mm. got the bodies of John King and David Yes, Gregory. and probably David Starting Gregory, too, because he did up. ask a tough question. Mm-hmm. Starting to pile up behind the old CNN building there at <laughs> the one CNN center in Atlanta. That's interesting <laughs> that he actually, he actually asked her a good question. And then let it, wouldn't let it go either. Right. 
Uh, and he's like, no, okay. he sort of stayed on it. This isn't a filibuster, <clears throat> so you're not going to answer my question. Okay. Oh, even though to her it was a filibuster because she can't really say what she believes. Is she from the United States? She didn't have much of a Middle Eastern accent there, so uh, she might even be American. Hmm, let's see. Let's see here. She, Diana Butu. She's from Canada. Okay, close. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's our like our 51st state, sort of. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Interesting though to to watch her squirm and and talk all around. Well, do they have the right to exist? Never denied that. What do you? T- of course you have. <laughs> of course they have. And they've gone to war over it multiple times. Uh, but Israel hasn't recognized her right to freedom. Hmm. In what way? <clears throat> In what way have they not done that? It's interesting. When we went to Israel a couple of years ago, um, I guess it's been six years ago now or seven even, but we saw, you know, they're doing a huge, at the time at least, they were doing a huge archaeological dig underneath uh, the Temple Mount area. And the people who were doing the digging were Palestinians in large part. Uh, They were providing jobs to these Palestinians And here's the thing. They have to lie about where they're working. Because if the Palestinians, at least according to them, if the Palestinians found out that they were working with the Jews being paid uh, by Israel, they would have been killed. Wow. So who's the oppressive one here? Who are the fascists here? The do, Do they... Did Israel build a fence uh, around their country in part because uh, uh, they wanted some security and some safety? Yeah, they did. Why? Because do you remember 10 or 15 years ago, the suicide bombing terrorists going into synagogues, restaurants, even on school buses and blowing themselves up and killing all kinds of uh, Israelis. So they finally got so tired of it because these guys would just walk across the border into their target and blow themselves up. So they put a fence there. It cut terrorism by about 99.5%. You don't hear of those things anymore. Why? Because Israel did something about it. Like they always do. Because they have to. Nobody's going to take care of Israel but Israel. Well, we help them a little bit. (laughs) Um, But even so, you know, you talk about Obama used to use the phrase all the time with people like Norway and Liechtenstein that they punch above their weight. <laughs> Israel is a little country that definitely punches above its weight. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We've got uh, all kinds of. Uh, I mean, we just got a jam packed show today. All kinds of things we have to get through. Uh, Secretary Tillerson is asking Americans to preserve and protect our freedom by recognizing what truth is and is not, what a fact is and is not. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Interesting from somebody in the administration. Did he uh, fill out, like, the employee exit form, the, the exit questionnaire that you get when you, <laughs> when you leave? And he's just like, all right, I'm going to tell management really what's going on around here. I think yeah. that's what happened. Uh, well, uh, it's going to be interesting. We're going to play that for you, and... See where that spin is heading. I, th- I think he's probably talking about the mainstream media, like CNN. Mm. I don't think he's talking about his boss. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, but right. again, 
We'll watch it and uh, and we'll all decide together. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed just around the corner. Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. It is uh, Pat Gray unleashed at the All Request Lunch Hour. Is uh, here today. Really? At least it's, uh, it's lunch time here in the Midwest. Okay. It's always lunch somewhere. Call in with your uh, all your requests, and we'll see if we can get it on for you. So like, uh, don't forget tonight at oh. uh, seven o'clock, we'll get the let out with an hour of Led Zeppelin. Coming up. An hour? One hour of Led Zeppelin's greatest hits, as we do every night, 7 o'clock. Get the lead out. Coming up. Every night for an hour. <laughs> that wouldn't get old at all, would it? <laughs> if you're a Zeppelin fan, it probably wouldn't. Hits. Probably wouldn't. How about some deep cuts? Can we get some of those in there? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll play like a Misty Mountain Hop or something like oh. that, you know, in addition to Stairway to Heaven. Mm. You, you almost only have time for Stairway to Heaven. Because it's so stinking long. 60 minutes long. Yeah. Of itself. 888 The heroic officer, uh, tw- there, was a, there was a resource officer who actually did their job. And the quick action of uh, this officer probably saved who knows how many lives. 19-year-old suspected gunman was shot by the school resource officer, Mark Dallas, yesterday outside a high school in Dixon, Illinois, after the suspect opened fire inside the school building. Dallas has served as the school's resource officer for five years. He confronted the armed man. He didn't run outside and wait by the garbage cans, see if anybody would come out, uh, you know, and, and then he could ambush him. He actually went and found the guy and shot the guy. Near the school gym, where seniors were gathering for a graduation rehearsal. Boy, that could have been really ugly. You got who knows how many people, dozens, if not hundreds of people, all gathered together in one small little area. Wow. The gunman, the uh, would-be killer was described by police as a former student at the school. He ran out of the building after the school resource officer approached him, and the officer gave chase. You can't stop gun violence with more guns. What are you? Are you crazy? The last thing we need is more guns. Really? Seems like this worked just as we've always said it would. And it has worked in many of, uh, instances. Um, so he ran out of the During the chase, the suspect fired several rounds at Dallas. The officer then returned fire at the gunman who suffered non-life-threatening uh, injuries. 
But uh, there's a guy who did his job and once again proved that a good guy with a gun can actually save lives. And he did. Well, define good, Pat. Well, a guy who saves lives and actually performs his duty heroically. I don't know how you're getting that definition, but we'll go with it. Okay. All right. Then there's the Broward deputy who failed to confront the school shooter, the mm-hmm. the murderous uh, idiot who went into Parkland and uh, killed 17 students. That Florida sheriff's deputy is now going to receive, he, he just retired, and he's going to get a fairly decent uh, state pension, $8,700 a month, which works out to 104000 a year. That's a nice little retirement package. Ooh. 55-year-old Scott Peterson, who resigned and retired after the shooting, began receiving the payments in April. Uh, and, of course, he's the one who stayed outside, waited for the gunman to come out while uh, 17 people were being shot and killed inside. Pension payments are based on the 32 years he worked and the average of his five highest-paid fiscal years. Sweet! Wow, if I could get that, I wouldn't even finish the show. <laughs> if I wouldn't, bye-bye. <laughs> it would be the last you ever saw of me. Retiring with full wages? With your full salary plus the bonuses because yeah, his salary. overtime stuff came in. Yeah, his salary last year, they said, and this is in a different uh, story, I, I think, on on him. But his salary last year, I think, paid him $75,000. And then with bonuses, it pushed him over 100000 like to 101000 Yeah. And so all of that's added in. So he will make $104,000 a year for the rest of his life. And, you know, just be relaxing in his favorite fishing spot. Mm. Nice. Not for the taxpayers, but nice for him. Nice for him. And, and, and the father... Mm. Of one of the uh, victims there. A little pissed off. Yeah, he's Boy. like, there's no way he should be getting this. Holy cow. Well, they're, they've labeled... I'm, I don't know if this is entirely fair, but they've labeled him the coward of Broward. I mean, there were four sheriff's deputies outside the school, and they all waited. But supposedly, they were told to do that. Then he asked the sheriff himself, and he says, no, no. <laughs> Which is why he was resoundly... Uh, voted down by his own officers. Didn't mean anything. He doesn't have to leave because of it. But uh, he got a really bad no-confidence vote. Do you remember? I think it was 85% or something. it was right around there. That were against him. I was thinking 83, so it's right up in the 80s, yeah. And yesterday we had a couple of videos. Thank goodness police across the country are wearing these body cams now Mm -hmm. because this comes in really handy. Working out nicely. People are accusing the cops of all manner of things, and it's usually racism. Usually being threatened, they in, in both cases that we showed you yesterday, a woman, a black woman, and a black man who was also a pastor claimed that they were afraid, that they felt threatened, that uh, he was berating them because they were black, and nothing could have been further from the truth. In both cases, the body cam uh, video of it showed a completely different story. Showed the opposite. Guy was totally appropriate, totally professional, and very polite. Even in the face of the woman getting kind of belligerent with him. Now, in New Jersey, uh, South Orange Maplewood School Board member uh, Stephanie Lawson Mohammed 
is receiving a little bit of criticism over her treatment of a police officer after she got a citation for speeding. I think we have, is this another body cam? Yep, uh, this is from the uh, dash cam. So okay. check this out. From Hi, the ma'am. officer's dash cam. I just to walk to school. I, my name's Stephanie Lawson Muhammad. I'm on the school board. I'm a community member of this town. I'm sorry if I was speeding. Yes, you were speeding. That's why I'm stopping you. I didn't you. realize that I was speeding. You're doing 37 and a 25. I'm very sorry. Okay, do you have your driver's registration or insurance, ma'am? I have it all, but okay. really, can, can she get out and walk to school? Sure, that's, 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 that's no problem. Now I'm so sorry. Weird. I hate the, and then my other daughter has to get to school and she's going to be late. Okay, ma'am, I'll just try to get you out of here as quickly as I can, okay? And I'm scared of cops because you guys are She's scared of cops. Look how fearsome he's acting. <laughs> ma'am, do you want me to call you an ambulance? No, I don't want you to call me an ambulance. <laughs> Insults. Okay, I'm just, I'm just wondering. No, it's not. You look like you might be having a panic attack or some anxiety. Okay, no problem. I want you to call. Do you me. have your driver's license, registration, insurance, ma'am? That was insult. Okay. Wow. Wow. Just go. Dad is, Dad is on a plane. Don't call Dad. I'm sorry you have to walk. Can you call Justice and tell her that she's going to be late to park? Can you call the middle school and let them know that my daughter no, is I cannot. late to park? I'm sure. Can you call? I love you. <laughs> that is unreal. I'm not seeing my driver's license. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I have a driver's license. Can you look at my driver's license? I'm not seeing so you, you're telling me that you don't have your driver's license? I'm telling you that I don't Okay, see do you have your insurance card, license. ma'am? Okay, no driver's license. 12 miles over the speed limit. Are you limit. Maplewood Cop? No, ma'am. South Orange. South Orange, great. I'm yes, ma'am. I'll shoot it right now. Okay. <laughs> what did she say? expired. Do you have the new one? Calling some authority oh. on him. <laughs> I don't see the new one. Okay. I'm, I'm freaked out right now. Okay, just a type for me. She's okay? freaked out. She's okay. I uh, that is. So I've got a question that for is you, amazing. Because you have some, I don't know. You've got a resume of um, uh-huh. being pulled over. Oh, I'm the world's greatest expert. Fifteen on times being over. in the last six years, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And so when the cop approaches, that's only an average yeah. of you know less than three a year. Yeah, less. So I don't want to exaggerate. Yeah, let's so. not make it sound like it's exorbitant police officer approaches your vehicle do uh-huh. you introduce yourself as hi my name's pat graham a talk show host <laughs> not Beck's once company. not ever no no i don't because no. that's no, I, I mean she no, introduced herself hey or... officer don't you know who i am right yeah i think the equivalent of her calling like his boss would be <laughs> I, I, I don't know like if you're calling the police chief or whatever because she, she said well i'm gonna call so-and-so basically saying to him i know who your boss is mm-hmm. i know that person so you're either gonna give me special treatment or uh it's gonna be trouble for you mister and then she goes into this weird, panicky, crying, scared oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, and so he's I mean, like, "Ma'am, do you, do you want me to call you an ambulance? Are you having?" A... And then that's an insult to her. A demon comes what out you, of the, her. The guy's being considerate of you. Mm-hmm. Complete uh, again, just like yesterday. Completely in a completely appropriate, completely polite, absolutely professional. And now, does it suck that you got pulled over for going thirty-seven out of twenty-five? Yeah, but that's yeah. I'm sorry. Tough tough then 
She asks the officer if he can call ahead to the school and tell them they're going to be late. Well, her, her daughter, Justice, <laughs> is going to be late. <laughs> yeah, that's the officer's gig. And then, by the way, can you also, uh, I'm not going to have time to do this today. Officer, could you stop by Kroger uh, and pick me up a head of lettuce mm-hmm. and I need some oranges and uh, some salad dressing for a little thing I'm doing tonight. And then if you could just drop that off at my house. I already got great. the oranges. I mean, be great. So we're good on the <laughs> everything <laughs> else, though. What are you doing? And by the way, I'll have, uh, I'll have a milkshake, chocolate, and uh, an order of fries, and bring me a cheeseburger. Uh, get that done medium rare, if you would, officer. Medium rare? That's medium not rare. healthy. I love that. I don't know. care. I love it. Okay. I love it. I mean, that was just part one. <laughs> and and officer, I'm sorry. What business is it of yours that I'm ordering it medium rare? You're, I feel threatened right now. I, I feel like you're insulting me right now. Hmm. Wow. What are you saying? That I don't care about my body? That I'd put anything into it? Any kind of poison? Any sort of a dangerous substance? Is that what you're saying to ma'am, me? Ma'am. I'm going to call some. I'm calling. Ma'am. I'm calling. Are you in South Orange ma'am. or are you in Melbourne? Where are you? Uh, I'm Orange. calling your. So, I'm calling. Sheena? I know a South Orange person. You're, you're calling Sheena. I'm, I'm going to call Sheena, and Sheena's going to be pissed. Now Sheena, Sheena yeah. is a maintenance worker okay. over at the middle school. I'm not sure what she's going to do about it, but I'm calling her, hmm. officer. Oh, she's. Oh, you know who? How I, dare I, you? Is this because I'm white that you're asking me these questions? <laughs> what are you? Are you insinuating I'm fat? Is that what you're doing? Telling me what what temperature my burgers should be. I, Who are you? I googled I googled Bastard. Sheena in South Orange. She's the village president, by the way. The village president. So wow. She's not going to wow. take kindly to, to hear. So about the village this. idiot is calling the village president. That'll be interesting. Is there, That'd be great. Do we have another part two of this video? Or? Is there more of that? Oh, there is. This is priceless. I love it. She's still crying. Call her. She's on the other line. Uh, you, okay, you can just put that back in the car, ma'am. <laughs> I saw when you were hanging out the window. You didn't need to keep your arm well, out the window. I wanted time. you to know that I had okay. my driver's license. Okay. Are you are you sure you're okay to drive, ma'am? I'm okay to drive. My child is at home and she has park today. Okay. Guys being sympathetic to her. I'll, I'll wow. get this done as quick as possible, okay, ma'am? Okay. Here's your driver's license and the uh, ex- expired registration card. Oh, excuse me, the, registra- uh, the registration and the insurance card, okay? Ma'am, I wrote you a summons for the speed. I also issued one for failing to have a uh, valid insurance card in your possession, okay? What you're going to do with that summons is a mandatory court appearance because what they're going to need to do is make sure that you had insurance on the date and time that you were stopped. Okay, the only thing they're going to do is just what? check. He will send the insurance. The ticket's already written, ma'am. So what you can do is doesn't make any sense. If my husband is telling you right now, because for me to have to go to Uh, court, for me to have to go to court, you shouldn't have to. Now you want me to go to court? I don't no, I don't to want to you to. You, you need to. I can text you a picture of it right now. Okay, ma'am, the ticket's already written. I can't void a summons once it's already written. I'll call Sheena. That's and fine. Yeah, call You're welcome to do that, ma'am. Skinhead cop. Call Sheena. Okay. Call Shira, too. Ma'am, if you, if you have any other questions, you reference the court date, maybe you, you can't that. make What'd it. You say? Just call the well, hang top speech or court. Can we, can we put it on pause for a second? You, they'll work with you. Can you just pause it? She just said she's also going to call his skinhead cop chief. Oh, that's... Oh, man. I mean, screw you. I'm also going to call your skinhead chief wow uh is that a little bit of racism leaking out there yeah who's the racist yeah hmm? Hmm? <laughs> mm. she is uh, uh i mean seriously if i get pulled wow. over and the chief of police in my town is black and the cops black i'm never even going to think to say oh yeah well i'm also going to call your black panther chief cop as well 
Oh, come on. Really bad. Get All right, let's finish this up. Is there more? Uh, let's Just hear call it. the center up top, speak to our court administrator. They'll work okay. with you as far as scheduling another date for you. Okay, ma'am? Do you have any questions for me? I don't have any questions for you. All right, ma'am. Drive safe. You too. <laughs> I, love, I love the cameras. I love the fact that they have audio of these things. Yep. That is amazing. <laughs> and obviously, you do get irritated when you get the ticket. You're hoping, even though you got pulled over, all right, maybe I can convince him to give me a... A uh, uh, warning. Well, you never and flash then, your moobs like right, you should. That's, though, I should do that's that. That's the problem. Except then they'd vomit all over yeah. oh, uh, for my 15. car, yeah. uh, my lap. It would be, it'd be but, nasty. But think about it. You're so, 0 for 15. Yeah. Well, no, I'm 1 for 15. Oh. Out of 15 pull, pulls over. Okay. Uh, I was, I got one warning. One warning out of mm-hmm. 15. Yeah. So you could have gotten. Right. Yeah, you're right. You would, been, you would have been 0 for 15 if you had flashed your moves. You're yes. Right. Okay. No question about it. Mm-hmm. 888-900-3393. Uh, let me tell you about a great way to make the air inside your home a little more breathable. Replace your HVAC filters and do that at filterby.com. You don't have to go down to the big you know, Home Depots and Lowe's and all that stuff. I, and then you, you, you're into this... 800,000 square foot building and you can't find a single employee and you're wondering where are the filters I, I have no idea go, go to filterby.com so convenient so easy just search on the size of the brand name or the Merv options because they have all kinds of Merv ratings all the way up to hospital grade and they carry over 600 filter sizes now if you have something unusual that you can't find usually they can even custom make your filter and then they ship it to you for free within 24 hours Everything is manufactured right here in America. Love this company, filterby.com. Right now, if you set up auto delivery, you'll save 5%, so you never have to worry. Not only do you get the savings, but you don't have to worry about when it's time to change your filters. They show up at your door, and then you know. Save money, save time, and breathe better in your home with filterby.com. That's filterbuy.com. Filterby.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. On the Blaze Radio Network. Love the belligerent woman pulled over for going 12 miles an hour over the speed limit who threatens to call, I don't know, somebody in the city where the uh, cop works. She's going to call Sheena. Sheena. Okay, okay, ma'am. Go ahead. Call (laughs) Sheena. Fact is, I I don't care if you call Shira. You know, um, while you're at it. Call He-Man, too. He, bring He-Man and She-Ra, and we'll it's all battle She-Ra. Skeletor together. It don't act like you don't know it's She-Ra. I said it was She-Ra. Okay. She-Ra and He-Man. Okay. Tell By the power something. of Grayskull! That's good stuff. Well, I'll say that, and then we'll turn into really strong people, and then we'll go battle Skeletor together. In the meantime, here's your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be Battle Cat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> Isn't Battle Cat when he's not Battle Cat? It's Cringor. Yeah, he's Cringor because yeah. he's so scary. He's scared. cringing and stuff. Such a scary Yeah, any cat. He-Man trivia you have, just throw it at me. I got you. Uh, I bet you do. Mm-hmm. That is right up your uh, 
I mean, that's right in your wheelhouse, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was about 10 years old when it came out, so yeah. Senate passed net neutrality yesterday. How did that happen? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, we, we obviously some Republicans sided with Democrats and they passed net neutrality. That is just ridiculous. I mean, with with senators, <laughs> with Republican senators like this, who needs Democrats? You don't need them. Come on. And it's the usual suspects. Susan Collins from Maine. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska. And then John Kennedy from Louisiana. Uh, I mean, why does Alaska put up with Lisa Murkowski? Why? You can't do better than that in a conservative state like Alaska? Good heavens. It's time to fix that. But uh, apparently they won't because, you know, you know the name. In fact, you knew her name so well, you wrote it in and she won a write-in campaign. The only time in history I know of that happening in a major election like that for Senate a writing candidate won? Wow. And then you get things like this, where she votes for net neutrality. Now, this is going to die an unceremonious death in the House. But still, how is it possible that Republicans are voting for net neutrality? 888 <clears throat> Speaking of the Senate, the Senate Intelligence Committee's leaders said yesterday they, be- they believe that the intelligence community, they're... 2017 assessment of election meddling was correct. So you got that break with the House as well. Because the House Intelligence Committee said there was, there's no evidence of collusion here. Any Russian meddling at all. <clears throat> so, uh, according to uh, Senate Intelligence Chairman Richard Burr, there is no doubt that Russia undertook an unprecedented effort to interfere with our 2016 election. Committee staff have spent 14 months reviewing the sources, tradecraft, and analytic work, and we see no reason to dispute the conclusions. Top Democrat on the committee, Mark Warner of Virginia, said after a thorough review, our staff concluded that the ICA conclusions were accurate and on point. The Russian effort was extensive, sophisticated, and ordered by President Putin himself for the purpose of helping Donald Trump and hurting Hillary Clinton. Huh. (laughs) But they're not... I think they stopped short of saying there's any kind of collusion between Trump and the Russians. Following Wednesday's statement, several top Republicans also voiced support for the intelligence community's findings, including, yes, Texas Senator John Cornyn, who's a sellout as well. (laughs) Uh, He said, by and large, it was well done. I think the president tends to conflate collusion and meddling and... Fairly, there is overwhelming evidence in meddling and no evidence in collusion. I think the ICA, by and large, was well done. I do think they dropped the ball with respect to crediting the Steele dossier, which was just absolute garbage, made-up garbage. I think it gave rise to a lot of rumors and gave rise to a lot of unverified information, which shouldn't have been part of it. Well, you know, here I am casting aspersions at Alaska for Lisa Murkowski. Uh, And in Texas... (laughs) Mm, we still have John Cornyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will say again, though, in the beginning, John Cornyn was conservative yeah. and a really strong conservative. Like five, five weeks worth of conservative? About that. Five, yeah, it probably weeks. took him, well, not that long, like three <laughs> weeks to co-opt him. Okay. <laughs> and he's he's sucked ever since. Mm-hmm. But then you got you have your Ted Cruz to balance it out a little bit. Well, let's just wait till we get Beto. <laughs> I mean... 
Again, Oof. if we get Beto O'Rourke, the Irish American with the really baffling Hispanic nickname, uh, I will eat my underwear. Yeah, I, I, I would. If he beats Ted Cruz, I will eat my underwear. I went to vote. I went to early vote yesterday. And did you some... vote for Beto just to spite No, no, no. Just These are runoff me? elections. Oh, Beto okay. would never be in a runoff. I right. Mean, he's getting far and away in the winter. Uh, so I went to vote, and in the parking lot right next to me, at this place. So assuming someone was there, you know, voting in the Democratic primary, whatever, mm-hmm. they had a Beto bumper sticker. Oh, so now wow. you've got the sign in Jeffy's neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you got the sticker on a car over here in uh, in the uh, Grapevine Irving it's area. It's the blue wave! The blue wave! Keith, that's what I'm talking about! The blue wave! It's sweeping Texas! Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, the blue wave involves one sign in Jeffy's neighborhood and one one bu- bumper sticker that Keith saw yesterday. Yeah, so it's uh, I think it's more like the blue ripple <laughs> at this point. It's just kind of like you know. Now Ron is telling me he's got a, he's got a Beto sign in his neighborhood. That's up Whoa. to three now. The wave is we got even three. There's three Beto sightings in the metro area, Dallas Fort Worth. This thing is becoming a it's tsunami. Getting that's like a yeah. wildfire, man. Run for your lives. Run for your life. I'll be eating my underwear in November. 888 933 Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns oh. on the Blaze Radio Network. A little premature talkalation there. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Sorry to report, Jeffy. I've tried. I've tried. That's it. I did everything I could. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want this subtle slam on you anymore. Plus, I was sick to death of the song. Okay. The, oh, big surprise that. But the people have spoken. Have they? Eighty nine percent. Yeah. Bring it back. Eleven percent. Leave it alone. Time for chewing the fat. Sometimes your vote just doesn't count, does it? Sometimes. (laughs) And then other times it does. Right? Yeah. Like in the case of the people who, the overwhelming majority who voted in favor of bringing it back, their votes did count. I would like an investigation, to be honest. 89 to 11, right? I think there was some... There is some some Russian collusion and meddling that has been alleged. I'd like to have some We're going to look into it. On social media, no less. Thank you. We're going to look into it. Thank you. Was this... Was this... From Cambridge Analytical? <laughs> Analytica? Analy- Not thank, a little. Thank you. Well, I'm new, I'm All right. What do we got? Uh, we got some new reports coming from Sorry, I've just had a stroke or something. All right. I just can't oh, talk. Hell, you going back to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> do they have a permanent room set up for you now or something? I mean, I got to say, I gave you a hard time, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. look, I think Melania is still in the hospital, right? Yes, she's like my kindred kidney I mean, spirit. I know. By choice. So, you By know, choice. You know, she's what a wuss. I know. Get back on it. Right? Let's go. Right? I mean, you. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're tougher than Melania. There's no uh, doubt about that. <laughs> I don't know. She may be in there 
on purpose. That's point. kind of a good point. Too. Is she still? She still is in the hospital, I right? They said a week. So. I think so. Yeah. But, yeah. But she was doing better and stuff. I, you know. Yeah. Keith is right. <laughs> Listen, uh, you can hang out here. You can go home. Oh, 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 <laughs> I still don't feel good. You've been, I, you've been cleared. You can check out at any time. No, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, oh, no. I'm, I'm still in some pain. Yeah. Let's yeah. not get hasty. <laughs> Mrs. Trump, 72 I, has, hours I don't, know, I don't even know. Has Don been there more than once? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I know he's a busy man. But Plus, can you imagine what a hassle that is to get him right. in and out of in places out, like yeah. that? Really a hassle. Yeah. Right. Uh, we got some new news uh, reporting from uh, the Las Vegas shooter. Some of the uh, some of the witness reports have been released. Uh, it's only been, what, seven, eight months? Uh, you know, uh, October 1st, stuff. right? Yeah. Uh, one man said that uh, he met the Vegas shooter uh, less than a month before the attack, told him that Paddock was ranting against the government and warned the law enforcement and military should start would start confiscating guns. Uh, said the man, uh, quoted Paddock, somebody needs to wake the American people up arm themselves a housekeeper who cleaned his hotel room said uh he made her uncomfortable he uh, she came in a couple days before the shooting and uh, he wouldn't stop staring at her the whole time it was, time out. It was embarrassing time out when she was in there cleaning did she not see nope he told her clean the refrigerator clean the sheets get out but i mean where were so, the weapons i mean weren't there weapons everywhere <laughs> it's probably still maybe in the still suitcase. had them in cases know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, one one man uh, is reported as saying uh, he had a bit of a temper. I'll say okay. he had a bit of a temper, and uh, I love the uh, reports that talked about uh, the police department uh, opposed releasing the information, calling a public record request. That's just costly and time consuming. Whoa! I'm sorry. The government <laughs> uh, screw you, man. Especially That's when it's something this. Oh boy. I know. Mm. And he also talked, uh, one guy had interviewed him, uh, talked to him about uh, at one bar where he was talking about the um, Katrina was a uh, trial run for confiscating guns um, at one time. And, uh, you know, I could see where we could get to that with uh, with some crazy people. I mean, we've run video of them confiscating guns. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't a trial run. They were doing it. <laughs> well, they were just, it wasn't a pretend. Yeah. Uh, most so, of those people still haven't gotten their firearm back. So guys that uh, you know believe in uh, the big government conspiracy could really put it together from that. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no conspiracy. It's just right there. Well, right. But I'm just saying that that was, just you know, right that was there. actually the trial run of to see how it would go. It's interesting because we see footage of it. So Right. I mean, it, it happened. It happened. And there's no getting around it. And, you know, it's only been uh, 13 years since Katrina. So, you know, they... Uh, give them some time to get their weapons back. You know? <laughs> give, them, give them some time. Everybody's complaining. I never got my weapon back. Well, come on. It's only been 13 right. years. And, right. and some of those be weapons. Be patient. Actually, some of those weapons might be in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we're waiting might. for them to show up and back Paris. on this side of the border. Uh-huh. So uh, when we, when that happens, we'll get it back to you. Right. Don't worry about it. Um, more volcano eruptions in Hawaii. Uh this morning, shooting plumes 30,000 feet in the air. Um, I mean, that's amazing. Some of the Did footage coming from the, this is absolutely the amazing. The photo from the golf course where they're, yes. they were playing rounds on the uh, Volcano National Park golf yeah. course or whatever. And right behind them is this massive eruption of ash uh, that stretched, had to be 30,000 feet yeah. up into the air. 
and they're just playing golf. Got to get it in. Got to get the round in. Jeez. <laughs> um, 20, only 20. You know, I think of this. All the footage we've seen and the damage that it's done. Uh-huh. Um, you know, 26 homes and 10 other structures. That's a lot to those people. It is a lot to those people, but it's it less doesn't than you would think. sound. Yeah. Yeah. Although the park, you know, it's obviously it's surrounded by the national parks, which have been closed even prior to most of the damage mm-hmm. uh, warning. But apparently, you know, you got to get your got to get your 18 holes in. Yeah. Can't can't do that. Yeah. You can't look. I think I'm, I'd do it from a mainland uh, golf course. Maybe not in really? Hawaii right now. No. Yeah. Really? Golf. Golf is pretty important to these the, people. That are, it's one of the best golfing places in the world. I know. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I might go. i tell you what I would do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about uh, on the mainland, but I might go to another island. You know, Which might, might be prudent. I might go to another mm-hmm. island, maybe to golf. Capsize. Right. You know, just, why, Don't why, forget, I, Jeffrey. Capsize. I, you know, I've put myself out a little bit because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a course mm-hmm. right there mm-hmm. that could possibly just explode on you. <laughs> <laughs> In the middle of your putt, yeah. But that's it, though. That's all. That's all. Um, seriously, what if? I mean, if you were, if you'd already golfed a hole and it exploded, you keep going, right? Yeah. You just watch you gotta, out for the lava yeah, hazard, play and that's it. all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> your ball goes into the lava hazard. Well, oh, I'll take. I'll take an extra that's a stroke. penalty stroke. That's a, st- <laughs> a fissure just opened up on the sand trap. Well, that's a hole in one. That's then. a hazard. You got to kind of Can I move my ball? I went right in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good news uh, from the Senate. Does they approved overturning the FCC's net neutrality repeal? Yeah. Yay! Mm-hmm. Yay! Good for them. Good it's going to die in the House, fortunately. Stand. Yes. And uh, I just wanted to get it out there that it's good that our Senate is looking out for you. They're looking out for you. 52 mm-hmm. to 47 was the vote. Um, look, I don't I don't know why they, you know, they're trying to make their statement. This is what they're going to be running on, though, right? One of the things that the Democrats are going to run on uh, for the next election is that. I don't know, but nobody, nobody cares about net neutrality. Right. Th- that's a losing proposition. Hmm. No, I, you know, their constituents, I don't think, understand the net neutrality. And when you just say, hey. How did the internet get to where it is without nope. net neutrality? That's how. So, I mean, it's a pretty winnable discussion. If they want to run on that, I say go ahead. Because I, I don't think their people understand it or care that much about it. Are, are you saying that the government didn't create the internet? Hmm. No, of course. Uh, Al Gore created the, thank the you. internet, as we all know. Thank you. Yeah, he took uh, the initiative and... Uh, and he created, and I created the internet. <laughs> he was in the Senate. Oh, douche. <laughs> when he was in. <laughs> uh, during my service in the yeah. United States the Congress. Uh, Congress, the Congress initiative the senator, sorry. Initiative. Creating the internet. I took the <laughs> initiative of creating the internet. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Hey, now, if you think that you had a bad father, um, uh, your husband is bad. PGA star Lucas Glover. I love this story. <laughs> PGA star Lucas Glover. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't uh, qualify for uh, this latest tournament. And uh, his wife, Krista. He golfed quite poorly. Yeah. And uh, uh, really didn't, make the, didn't make the cut, I think. But at do the, we know? At the TPC Sawgrass. So he wasn't contending with In a volcano? Florida. No. No, this is Florida. Okay. Well, he got Florida. a volcano when he got home. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. did. She, his <laughs> wife was not pleased of his round he of did golf. Because Krista uh, <laughs> physically attacked him, uh, calling him a wuss. With, with a P. With a P. Mm-hmm. And a loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and physically started to attack him. Mm-hmm. Uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. stuff. 
That makes you happy to get home. How'd you do today? Uh, I, 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 won. I was 48 under par. <laughs> they edited that out on but, TV. Yeah, man. and they cheated, and so I didn't get my check. Uh, so, but uh, but I was 48 under that's par, it's honey. All good, baby. That's What's all for good. dinner? The other thing is, she he says it happens all the time. Yes, it's, every it's time he has before. a bad round, uh, she before. beats the crap out of him. And get this: uh, the Glover's mother had blood and cuts on her arms because she was trying to break it up. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it may be, I don't know. Look, for the fathers out there that get hollered at for hollering at their kids mm-hmm. when they don't do well out on the baseball, basketball, football, soccer fields, um, eh, maybe you're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're not that bad. Not compared to Krista. No doubt. Now, what do you think? Seriously, now, is, is it just battered husband syndrome? As opposed I mean, to what? Well, as opposed to, you know, battered wife syndrome. Well, yeah, he's... Right? I mean, he's... He said, it happens all the time, he's tired of it now. and But he still intervened with right? the police yeah. and tried to say, nah, she nah, didn't it's hurt okay. me, it's okay, it's okay. Don't, don't arrest her. But and they had want, to by that. And now he wants the privacy, we're dealing with it, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be left alone. Yeah. Okay. You all imagine right. the crap he's going to get on the PGA Tour now? Oh! Oh, man. Oh. Jeez. That's not information you want the world to I have. Uh, and he's apparently, I mean, I don't follow golf that closely, but apparently he's pretty good. He's made $20 million in his career. Over $20 million. I mean, maybe the wife has spent it already. She needs him to win a couple more tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the world didn't fall apart. I mean, the world fell apart when a Tiger gets a golf club thrown at him. But uh, mm-hmm, but it won't this time. No way. Not with this not guy. close. <laughs> It's too bad, though. Yeah. But I, but I, I love the idea of uh, picturing him afraid to tell the wife that. He, mm-hmm. he's, what do you mm-hmm. do? What do you do at home? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I came home early. Uh, I'll be. I'm leaving in just a second. Did you sign your golf card? <laughs> then you're admitting. <laughs> you wuss, loser. I know that you'll love this story. That although I do not. Um, free popcorn is uh, going by the wayside. At uh, hardware stores and other events around mm-hmm. the country. And, uh, you know, like the little popcorn machine that we have here in the building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't do that anymore. Why? Um, especially uh, in California. Uh, uh, the uh, people show up uh, and uh, say uh, health inspectors uh, show up and said, uh, no, 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 you don't have the proper permits. Uh, you don't have uh, you don't have the required sinks. You don't have the sterilization. You've got to get a permit to serve popcorn. California. Come on. You have to have regular inspections. And wow. so the uh, the uh, hardware store was like, um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I'm just going to roll this into the back room then. How about that? Mm-hmm. And people you know, are obviously really bummed. And he's really bummed about, uh, we're so regulated. Um, have you been, you've been watching your state? <laughs> California. I mean, even the country, really. But, I mean, you've been watching your state? It's mm-hmm. pretty... It's pretty bad. And some of the places, though, they find like they, they've left some libraries alone. They've left uh, some other places alone, the health inspectors. So it's kind of, you know, the health department, hey, uh, you know, make up your mind. Uh, it'd be kind of nice. Uh, one, one person at a, um, at a residence, uh, he has like a draft house, and he was giving away popcorn. And they, the health department said, eh, we don't consider popcorn. A, we don't consider it food, so you're fine. 
What do they consider? Uh, okay. What is it then if it's not food? Uh, okay. Well, I mean, must just talk to the guy on a Friday or something. They didn't want to come out. You know, the health uh-huh. inspector didn't want to come out. Oh, you're fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Hmm. But you're going to be fine until somebody complains. Right? When somebody complains, then they show up. Yep. One person. That was one of the things that the hardware store had. Boy, was, I really hope that complaint. they vote to break that state into three Californias. Then we'll be set. With I know. Three well, of those. I, look, look. I, I get the idea. Instead of t- two senators, you'd have six, which would be awesome. Yes. Oh, Wouldn't it? Yes. right. Wouldn't it? That would be awesome. That's why I said just give it to just give it to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. um, they took it already, by the way. Oh, okay. they took it back. Well, let's make it official. Okay. Um, they, I like the you know the popcorn thing. I get it, and it, obviously you know you, you you like the idea of free popcorn, but you know they obviously don't like the idea of everybody putting their hands in. Mm. You know, oh. you're supposed to use the scoop well, and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and serve it. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't like that idea, yeah. too. I mean, yeah, you know, not really, but, you know, my hands are clean. Kind of skeeves me out. You yeah, don't know where anybody's clean. hands have been. So, yeah. My use, hands are clean. Don't worry about it. Use the scooper. Your hand, what's your, your definition clean? of clean, sir? Shower once a week. <laughs> what, what do you? Can you get cleaner? Whether than you that? need to or not, we need a regulation on that? popcorn machines now. I don't think you can get cleaner than that. Uh, a Queens man uh, discriminating with, and I love this story uh, with his discriminating sweet tooth, uh, mm. suing the low calorie ice cream maker uh, Halo Top uh, because uh, <laughs> it's a diet ice cream, and uh, they fooled him. They mm. fooled him into thinking it was going to be real ice cream. And it, he found out once he bought it that it was harder and less creamier than the regular ice cream he was hoping for. Now listen, Burger says he was tricked because the legally required light ice cream label, which is included on the container, was too small and obscure. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's probably worth, what, $30 million or something? Uh, that's what he's hoping for. To be tricked. That's what he's hoping for. I mean, did that they say is a dollar amazing. figure he's going after? I think it was. I think you're pretty close to that. Really? Um, Twenty-five ice cream pounds paid. Well, maybe it wasn't in this story, but he was suing them for a lot. Wow. Yeah. Um, I wasn't in the story. Gosh darn it! I got you. Man. But they're not bad. Uh, you know, the I love the Halo, the two hundred eighty, three hundred sixty calories. They're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the health and fitness people like myself usually eat that. <laughs> Uh, That's what I was going to say. Because it's high in protein. It's protein. Less, you know, it's less fat. Would $5 million for you. Dollars mm-hmm. cover the amount of ice cream that you've purchased in your life? Would well, that make up not the even close for me. Now? Not even close. No. Oh, my gosh. No, no way. Uh-uh. No way. Remember when they used to come in the gallon cardboard boxes? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Good times. That was good times. You don't get good those times. days back. No, you don't. You'll get those days back. Good news for you, Pat. Mm. Okay. I know you're excited. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, the album of Johnny Cash's poems. Oh, good gosh! And are going to be are going to be released uh, for songs, and it's going to be so good. Uh, the Johnny Cash poems, so good. Uh, Forever words, uh, the unknown poems, the uh, posthumous collection of unpublished poetry written by Johnny Cash. One of the things that, uh, as a side note, I don't know what what made me think of this, but one of the side notes is that uh, Johnny Cash's First person ever to be inducted into both country music and rock and roll hall of fame. Anyway, the um, <laughs> Johnny Cash get in the rock hall nice of job, fame. Baby. Nice job, baby. <laughs> I just like yeah, I don't know what that made me think of that. That hurt. I just that I just thought I'd throw it in there. All right, look, but we're gonna we're gonna take a break. I we'll finish this off in a second. I don't we'll, we'll get to it. You. There's more coming. Hold on a second. 
<laughs> you know that purchasing the pink varieties of Bomb Shot lip balm actually help uninsured women fight breast cancer. This nice. is really cool. Wayne, nice. who is the founder of Bomb Shot lip balm, has survived lip cancer, and his wife has survived breast cancer. That's outstanding. And they decided to donate proceeds from the sales of the Pure Pink and Pink Camo varieties of Balm Shot uh, to pay for mammograms and breast cancer screenings for women that don't have health insurance. What a cool thing to do. Capitalism works. That's for sure. So far, Balm Shot has contributed over $20,000 to help uninsured women fight breast cancer. So not only are you buying a great lip balm that comes in this fantastic container that will not leave a a melted mess in your pocket at the end of the day. Uh, But they also are doing a a great service for women who don't have insurance. Early detection is one of the best ways to prevent breast cancer. So if you find it early, like in the case of Wayne and Karen, you significantly increase your chances of survival. And just for listeners of this show, we have a special offer. Go to bombshot.com. Use the promo code PAT, and if you order a two-pack, you'll get an extra one for free. So you buy a four-pack, you'll get an extra one. Order a six-pack, get an extra one. All shipping is free uh, to U.S. customers. It's a great American product uh, made right here in America, and it's helping women fight breast cancer. What more do you want? Balmshot.com, promo code PAT, B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. That's balmshot.com. Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. With uh, Jeffy finishing up chewing the fat. What do you have? Oh, I was just—I wanted to finish up with Johnny Cash. I oh mean, yeah, you know, Johnny, the, new, the poems album. Cash. Is that the it's Johnny Cash so that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Oh, and the Country Music Hall of Fame, by Is the way. He was right? the first one ever to go. Huh. I, I was, mean, think about that for <laughs> for one second. It doesn't get any more country western than Johnny Cash. A guy could never sing. B oh, the songs oh, are not what. They're not no. even pop oh songs. Are you going to say Johnny Cash can sing? Come I on, absolutely man. Come am. On. <gasps> Oh, good golly. Jeffy, how deep do we need to go down this road? A shot a man in Reno. Hello. Just to watch him die. Hello. My name is Johnny Cash. So bad. He did some work with you, too. He covered lots of rock and roll songs. I I know what he did. One of the good things that we can look forward to, though, and I can't wait, to be honest with you, is the Uh album opens with Chris Christopherson. Oh, there's another guy who can't sing. And he uh, he starts. They open with the... Words to Forever, the eight-line poem from Johnny Cash. And he wrote this poem uh, just weeks before he died in 2003. And just picture... Has it been that long? I know. Wow. You tell me that I must perish like the flowers that I cherish. Nothing remaining of my name. Nothing remembered of my fame. Then, as Willie Nelson lightly finger-picks the tune to Cash's 1959 hit, I Still Miss Someone... Mr. Christofferson goes on, but the trees that I planted still are young. The songs I sang will still be sung. I mean, powerful makes you want to buy the album, doesn't it? Powerful. <laughs> Just about as powerful as... <laughs> the rock 
Like a river, a river, a tree, I'm a so tree, host, host to species long since departed, departed, marked Ma- the mastodon, mastodon, the dinosaur, dinosaur, who left dry tokens of their sojourn here wow. on our planet floor. <laughs> so powerful. <laughs> So you're powerful. not comparing Maya Angelou oh, to Johnny Cash to with Johnny the Cash. Johnny Cash. Are you, sir? Oh, they're both so good. That, uh, oh, Johnny Cash is far superior to Angelo. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Even you have to admit that, Pat Gray. No, I, I don't. Yes, you do. That. You, know, I, that, come on. you know, I'm not a fan of Johnny Cash. He's terrible. I don't care. You he don't have terrible. to be a fan of Johnny Cash. You can't put <laughs> Maya above Johnny Cash. Oh, I think most of the world would. In poems? Oh, what? For poetry? Come on. She's world-renowned for poetry. Johnny Cash wrote country songs. That were, was poetry in its own right. Okay. All right. We're playing the rest of this segment under protest right now. That's wow. I mean, I know you don't like Johnny Cash. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, that you... Nor does he belong in any rock <laughs> hall of fame. <sighs> he laid the groundwork Jeez. for a lot of rock and roll stars, though. Did he? Yeah, oh, my mm, God. Mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. That. A lot of rock and roll people would not know how to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you are hurting me. 888 Pat Gray. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed. Where we uh, got this from... This is from Hangry... No, this is from Piltdown Posse. Yeah. (laughs) Evolution has called people animals for hundreds of years and nobody bats an eye. Donald Trump calls MS-13 animals and the world loses its mind. For sure. And, you know... The media is making it sound like Donald Trump made a comment that all illegal immigrants were animals. He was talking about gang members. It's ludicrous. Listen to what he had. We have people coming into the country trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. Mm-hmm. These aren't people. These are animals. And we're taking them out of the country at a level and at a rate that's never happened before. And because of the weak laws, they come in fast. We get Thank you. Why would there be an MS-13 gang member I know about? If they don't reach a certain threshold, I cannot tell ICE about them. We have people coming into the country are trying to come in. We're stopping a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. Well, I mean, are they animals when they're cutting off the heads of victims? It's just beheading people when they're shooting people for no apparent reason when they're uh, uh, ms-13 is one of the most vicious gangs in the world yeah and he made that comment right after the fresno county sheriff uh, margaret mims 
was referring to MS-13 gang members. Yeah, he I mean, was not talking about yeah, all illegal She illegally. said there could be an MS-13 gang member that I know about, and they, they don't meet a thir- certain threshold. I cannot tell ICE about them, and that's when he made those comments. So stop with this narrative like, oh, he's a mm-hmm. racist. He hates all immigrants. They, they love to do this and take him out of context, make it something it isn't, and then just make a big fat deal out of it when it's not. Is it inappropriate to call these murderers animals? No. No, it's not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Um also, net neutrality hopefully will uh die an unceremonious death in the House, but yesterday the Senate passed a uh, net neutrality but bill. But that's because liberal democrats run the Senate, isn't that right, Pat? No, it's that's not right, Keith. <laughs> it takes several Republicans uh, to side with Democrats on an issue like this, they had bipartisan support <laughs> from the likes of uh, Kennedy in Louisiana and uh, uh, Collins, of course, Senator Collins in Maine and Lisa Murkowski in Alaska. And I just, I don't get the Murkowski thing. That's got to stop. <laughs> I, I will also tell you, I don't get the John Cornyn thing in Texas. That should also stop. I just don't think enough people have looked into his voting record and and realized that the guy is not a conservative anymore and he he doesn't support conservative values anymore. He once did for about 15 to 20 minutes. <laughs> and then that went away. 888-933-93. Sean in Alaska. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Hey. Yeah, uh, this net neutrality thing with Murkowski, uh, it call, it breaks down to is that she's taken over uh, Begich's spot, mm-hmm. and the constituents are majority Democrats. Okay. And the Republicans that are actually there aren't really Republicans. They're not even moderates. They really lean more towards the left. Hmm. And it's basically Anchorage, the largest city in the state, the most populated city. Yeah. And the native uh, Alaskan population are pretty much all Democrats, and they always vote for her. Wow. Really unfortunate. Uh, Were you surprised, though, even with that knowledge, were you surprised that she won the uh, write-in campaign a few years ago? Um, Yeah, I really was, because I I didn't think that many people could actually spell her name to begin with. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right, thanks, Sean. That's a great point, right? Uh, there. Yes, it is. Uh, Neil in Arizona, you're on the blaze. Hi. Well, howdy. Hey, hey. you know, talking about the popcorn thing in California, but the biggest problem is that they've got uh, hands off on these food carts that people are driving around or pushing around. And, of course, some of them are backed up by the gang members, and uh, those guys are selling stuff that they're not supposed to sell guns and ID stuff. And the whole problem is the food's. I've got a close relative that's an inspector, health inspector, and those food carts are dangerous. Put a lot of people in the hospital, and that's why a lot of the people are going to the uh, emergency uh, board because the food gets so sick. I wouldn't dare, <laughs> dare eat off of there, and I had to stop people from beating up my, uh, well, my wife that's a health inspector because they were getting shut down. But nowadays in California, they allow so many things, which is another problem with the gang members. I worked at a gun shop, and I was told I couldn't turn people down because they had a Hispanic name, even though I knew from uh, an album I had of gang member pictures that these guys are bad guys. 
I had to sell them stuff. You had an album of stuff. You had an album well, of yeah, gang member pictures. I had, I had the Crash guys give me an album, <laughs> mm. and I ended up uh, selling them stuff that went and working their guns, and they got pulled over later, luckily, and uh, things were confiscated, and they found out they got in trouble. Mm. And the other thing is, of course, when I had uh, June Carter Cash and Johnny come in in the store for twenty years, that I dealt with them. I brushed down this June Carter uh, Cash's hair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've covered a wide variety of topics there. Uh, hey. n- nicely done. So June hey, Carter Bill. and Johnny Cash came into your shop? Oh, yes. Every time they came to California. Wow. I, that wasn't quite a bit. It was huh. kind of funny because I hanging over the counter one day looking down, and I said, bitchin' boots, and he said, uh, I'm... Uh, Johnny Cash, and I said, yeah, I kind of noticed <laughs> when I first met him in 80. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Neil. Uh, there's a story of a brush with greatness. Yeah. And did you just, wait, so you just admitted Johnny Cash is well, great. Well, he's a huge star, right? You I just I mean, admitted he's obviously, great. Obviously, he's a huge star and, and great. great in the minds of some. And great. The guy can't sing, and everybody knows it. Oh, boy. It's like Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan can't sing. Okay, well, Are you going to yes, tell me Bob I... Dylan can sing? No. No. Why would you tell me then Johnny Cash can, could sing? Because he, he, he couldn't. Oh. I mean, bless his heart. I, I like the movie, Walk the Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. But, um, but the music, no. No, thank you. Uh, Julie in Tennessee, you're on the blaze. Well, hi, Pat. Hi. Hey, Keith. How are you? <laughs> All right, <You're> Julie. Awesome. <laughs> I really like you, Keith. Pat. <laughs> Yes. You're Thank walking you. the line. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> are you a yes, big Johnny Cash Johnny Cash fan? Well, I like I like their music. Do you? Uh, well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. better than Air Supply. Well, yeah, but what's the? I mean, I, first of all, I don't agree with that statement. But secondly, <laughs> secondly, why would you make? Why is that the false comparison we're going to use? Well. I just, I really, I think a lot of their music, especially some of the the older stuff, yeah. I and I like bluegrass, I like a, a wide variety of music. Okay. I have been, just to make you jealous, uh-huh. I have been to a foreigner contest, or contest, no, concert. That does make me jealous. And, and the Doobie Brothers were there. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. How many uh, originals, how many, how long ago was this, first of all? Uh, it was 95. They didn't have walkers yet, though. Yeah, I know. And oxygen tanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Lou Graham was still with Forder, right? And I believe so. And what? It, it, what? Uh, who was the lead singer in, Doobie, in the Doobie Brothers at the time? I, I can't even remember. Don't remember. It was yeah. no, but they they were. It was a good show. I, um, I would imagine it was, it was in it was in Texas. It was at Big Fairfield. Yeah. Okay. And it was it was a good show. I mean, but. You know, you, I just the whole air supply thing just freaks me out. You like them, right? <laughs> no, not really. I'm just saying they're better than they're better than Johnny Cash. Uh, oh but that's, man, but Julie, Dad, I really I used to like you a lot. <laughs> well, now I you feel, like me though, right? Yeah, I really, yeah. Keith, I've always liked you. You're All you're right. just you're just funny. No, I, I'll forgive you, Pat. But this, okay. All right. I, yeah. Thanks, Julie. What you do then is you just you adjust your uh, speakers to oh, where yeah. you only hear Keith's voice yeah. coming out. Yeah, that's what you and want then, to do. <laughs> and then it's just stop. Then you um, don't you don't have to put up with my dis- dislike of Johnny Cash's music. As a person, I you know I don't know him, but his music absolutely sucks. It's absolutely just man. 
This is heartbreaking today. Just gut-wrenchingly bad. What in the world? <laughs> like over-the-top hatred. Where now. are these Johnny Cash fans coming from? Hold on. Ryan Peck oh, made golly. a good point on and Twitter. And where, where, where did the air supply, was she confusing air yeah, supply with foreigner? that's what I was foreigner? trying to jump in there and say, I think she means foreigner. She might mean foreigner. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, is yeah. not air supply that I want in the wrong call of fame. I mean, it who is, does? It is foreigner. Uh, but I, I, I like how Ryan Peck said on, on Twitter, he said, first it was Tom Selleck, now it's Johnny Cash. I mean, do you have any man cards left, Sir? How do those two artists qualify as man card people? Because they're men and they're awesome and every man worth his salt likes them both. Well, Brad Steggs joins us probably for upcoming Earwax. But, uh, well, actually, the, I, I heard you talking about... Uh, are you, you know, a Johnny Cash fan? He died about a mile from my house well, in Nashville. That didn't you answer the question of whether... Yes, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they can't pin it on me. I have a passport says I was somewhere totally different. Okay. He died over at St. Thomas Hospital in Nashville, mm. about a mile from my house there. What I forget what he died of. Uh, old age. Do you remember? Yeah. He was just old and... Mm. I don't know exactly. Been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're all so, ready to go. But did you, did you like his music? Yeah. Uh, so I'm I the did only one. for his I'm last, alone. his last album, eh. mm. There were a few songs, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Johnny Cash, he was a rebel. I yeah, mean, he, he was. He just had a great attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he and June Carter, mm-hmm. boy, talk about a love affair that would not quit ever. Yeah. Well. You know. Mm-hmm. It's just I mean, his, he's he was just 71. A, yeah, that's not that old. Was he? Yeah, but he, I mean, he what, he lived a good, they were not yeah, highway he, miles. They were right, street, right. local street miles. <laughs> yeah. on. Look, at, look at the cause of death. Uh, diabetes. Yeah. Is that just regular diabetes or what? Well, you can, yeah, I mean, you can die from complications of diabetes. I've yeah, known several people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, maybe he died from complications of creating really bad songs. That's possible, too. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Uh, so. I mean, this is getting into Jeffy territory now where I just want to leave. All right, let me tell you about iTarget Pro. This is such a great system. Uh, you're going to love this. When was the last time you practiced shooting your gun inside your home? Uh, hopefully it's been a long time, unless you have the iTarget Pro system, because mm-hmm. it could be very, very dangerous if you're fire, firing bullets inside your house iTarget Pro has revolutionized uh, firearm training because you can do it right in the comfort and privacy of your own home and you don't have to buy any ammo for this. It utilizes your smartphone and their app and in place of the bullet, there's a laser. So the laser detects exactly where your shots are landing on the target. Fantastic. So now you can practice at home where it matters most, where you might have to defend yourself and your family. You test different angles. You can maximize your tactical advantage and you can do it using your own personal firearm. Plus, just as a little added incentive, we'll give you 10% off when you use the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Save money, save time, take your skill to the next level safely and conveniently and effectively. It's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com. Well, and I wanted to thank our uh, our listeners because they have, uh, they have been especially gracious to our uh, all of our advertisers, the our, our Target Pro and the Use Wax RX system. Adam Welp he uh, tweeted out today. Um, we broke down and ordered uh, at Wax RX. It arrives today. Hope we don't have any surprises when we clean the kids' ears later today. Well, actually, we hope you do have some surprises. <laughs> we hope you the, you have some. I mean, let's face it. 
it's kind of a letdown if you clean out your yeah. ears and nothing comes right. out. You're like, wait a minute. Where's my pet earwax? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like it's the payoff. You want the payoff. So, Adam, we're, we're kind of pulling for you to, you know, when you when you use that system, when you put the ear, earwax softening drops in there and then use that specially designed squirt bottle that is not a toy, by the way. Do not attempt to squirt people across the room. Well. However, okay. it is fairly accurate when you are trying to like squirt somebody from, you know, from here like 20 feet away, you can nail them nice. really good. And it's just it's just warm water. So or if your cats are scratching the furniture. Exactly. It yeah. does double as a cat no-no tool. Cat no-no tool. Uh-huh. Love it. Yes. Which by the way, if you'd like to buy the cat no-no tool, just go to <laughs> catnonotool.com. Oh. Uh, or you can order the uh, system from uh, usewaxrx.com and it comes complete with that cat no-no tool. But use promo code radio, you'll get free standard shipping and we do hope that you'll send us pictures when you find those surprises. Use WaxRx.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393. You know what? They finally, uh, I guess, aired the Rock Hall of Fame induction ceremony for this year. Uh, I think it's on HBO. Who wasn't there? Brad Steggs watched it. And uh, Foreigner wasn't there this year. Or last. Or the one before that or any other year ever. They've never been there. (laughs) Because they've not even been nominated. So anyway... Uh, there are some people predicting online who's going to be inducted already next year. You won't believe this list. Oh, boy. You will not believe this list. Are you going to cry on the air? There's not a single rock act on it. Well, kind of. The Cure, which that wouldn't wouldn't be uh, real problematic for me. I mean, they're... Show me, show me, show me. Yeah, there's some... I like some... I like a few Cure songs. Okay. Todd Rundgren? Mm, I mean... I don't know that he has the impact that is necessary for Rock Hall of Fame. Tommy James and the Shondells. Oh, yes. The most underrated band of all time, not named the Connells. They've been, listen to this, they've been eligible for over 25 years and never nominated. Pioneers, man. Seriously, I'm not being flippant. Very good. Uh, Crimson and Clover. Yeah. Think of the vibrato. Was, I think... Is that the most expensive song ever produced until Ooh, tell me. Uh, the Beach Boys' "Good Vibrations"? Really? It, it, that seems like one of those because you remember one of those d- wacky DJ facts I used to have in my head. Oh, but that's I, cool. I might be misremembering that. I'm not sure, Keith. But, but remember that sound? It was so unusual. It was like yeah, uh, right. Yeah, the tremolo they did. That's awesome. Uh, I, I like Tommy James. Um, LL Cool J is not a rock act and should never be nominated. <laughs> Mama, LL Cool J. Stevie Nicks. Okay, she's already in with Fleetwood Mac. This would be the first time a woman has gone in twice. Obviously, people like Paul McCartney are in there 19, 20, 25 times. <laughs> Eric Clapton, I think, is in there 103 times. Yep. Uh, he had so many bands, so many meaningful bands from... Uh, and again, I'm referencing my DJ days. I think he was in Blind Faith, right? He was in the Yardbirds. He, he was in um, uh, Derek and the Dominoes. He was, in fact, Derek and the Dominoes. 
uh, with Greg Ullman. Mm-hmm. He was he had his solo career. What band am I forgetting though? He's been in Here's so a, many it, classic it's bands. Cream. Cream, Cream yeah, of yeah. course, the most okay. obvious one. Yeah, so yeah, you got them pretty much mm-hmm. the big ones. Yeah, because but there's a lot. And then uh, they predict Rage Against the Machine will be inducted next year. I don't know. Uh, and again, no mention of Foreigner. Still, mm-hmm. again, or still, eternally, no Foreigner. That lead singer of uh, Rage Against the Machine um, really stared at me like with his death look during his concert once when uh, Carrie and I went to see U2 play in Denver uh, a long and time ago. what was his problem with you? Uh, because um, everyone around us, we mm-hmm. were uh, up front there, everyone around us was jumping up and enjoying uh, their opening act for U2. Mm-hmm. It seems like a strange combination, but anyhow, we were cold. Sure does. It was outdoors, it was in Denver, and we were freezing and waiting for U2 to show up, so we weren't jumping around or, you know... Enjoying ourselves, we didn't oh, care about so raging. Stink eye. So he just stared at me like ah. for the entirety of a couple of songs, <laughs> and it was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a volatile guy. You don't want to be stared down by uh, the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine, Jody in Utah. Hi, you're on the Blaze. Pat. Yes. Yeah. Pat. I'm so terribly disappointed. I don't know what to do. What have I done now? I don't know what to do. First, you went after Tom Selleck and his mustache. I did not go now, after Tom right? Selleck. And right? now, Johnny Cash. Are you serious? I have been in love with Johnny Cash since I was three years old. I'm sorry to hear that. breaking my heart. And Keith, I owe you an apology. I almost accused you of being a godless animal. And I would like to take that back with the most abject humbleness I can come up with. Wow. You go either way. Wow. I just, Pat, I'm having a hard time here. I'm sorry. I see Tom Selleck is fine. I'm not, I'm not anti Tom Selleck. Why are you always ripping on him? And Johnny Cash, I'm sure was a wonderful person. I just don't like his music. I don't see how anybody can. It's garbage. I'm not, I'm not helping my cause, no, am I? I'm not I'm helping my so cause. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm, this is hard for me. You just I, uh, I'm sorry. It hard for me. I apologize. Um, maybe we'll put, play Folsom Prison for you a little later on uh, to try to make up for it. And then again, maybe not because we can't. But uh, <laughs> thanks for calling, Jody. 888-900-3393. But come on. Johnny Cash in the rock and roll... Hall of Fame doesn't even make sense. That's like putting uh, the most hardcore country western performer into the opposite of country western, which is rock and roll. I mean, it's not anymore because country is basically the pop sound of the 70s and 80s now. Country music kind of doesn't exist anymore. You know, it's become very, very pop-oriented. But... Johnny Cash's stuff wasn't. How do you put him in the Rock Hall of Fame? Wait, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. How? I'm going to look this up here. Uh, you were just talking about country music artists, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What about um, Garth Brooks? What about him? Do you think him? that he will end up in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah, probably, and that would be a, a, an atrocity as well. Garth Brooks doesn't belong in the Rock Hall mm. of Fame. But based on what we're seeing, man. That's what they do, yeah. I mean, look at that list. This is one of the big music experts, and he's predicting LL Cool J will be inducted <laughs> next year. He's predicting th- that, I mean, The Cure is not really, I mean, they're alternative. So it's closer than Johnny Cash, but 
is there anybody more deserving that's not in the hall already than foreigner? No, I mean that's that's a no brainer. I thought so. I mean, come on. Especially now, and I'm not trying to. When I say this, I'm not trying to diminish foreigner. But look at who has gotten in. Yeah, exactly. And then you tell me Foreigner it's, doesn't deserve to be in there? I know. Stop it. I know. So, I don't know, man. It's There's, there's something no political. There's something politically wrong there in the Rock Hall of Fame. Something's going on in Cleveland. And maybe we need to, to put uh, Alex Jones on that <laughs> scent and find out what kind of globalist is behind this effort to keep Foreigner out of the Rock Hall. You know what? You push Foreigner for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I will start my crusade to get Dale Murphy into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The former Atlanta Brave. That's a little been... bit controversial, too. And I think he belongs. That makes me mad. I think he belongs. Dale Murphy is one of the all-time greats. And such a great ambassador for the game. Such a great guy. And uh, That's part of his problem. Yeah. You almost have to be a douche now to get in. <laughs> you gotta be gotta have a little edge to you, or they don't want to know about it. I'm sorry Murphy only had three hundred and ninety-eight home runs when four hundred's the magic number. Stop it. Uh what was his lifetime batting average? I'm gonna look right here. Two sixty five. Okay, that, that's a little low. Stop it's a little talking. on the low don't side for a Hall of Fame. You're stop. But you're I love Dale Murphy. I love him. Yes. I really do. Yes. Yeah, three hundred and ninety eight home runs. Mm-hmm. Nineteenth in Major League Baseball history at the time of his retirement. Think about this though: uh, Mark McGuire is not in the baseball uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, well, and he hit five hundred and fifty or so on steroids. <coughs> yeah, I know me. that's the whole mm-hmm. issue there. Dale Murphy, Barry Bonds, such a clean guy. Hmm? Yeah, Barry Dale Bonds. Murphy. It, yeah. I mean, nobody could say bad things about him. I mean, think about Murphy, man. He came up starting what, as a catcher. And he reinvented himself when he couldn't throw it to second base, and he played outfield, and he was a slugger and batted cleanup, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he was an MVP, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times, maybe only once, I seriously don't 33, know. 33, 33 times. 33 times, he was mm-hmm. an MVP, 33, 33 times. 33 times. Look at that, seven-time All-Star, <laughs> two National League MVPs, five right. gold gloves, yeah. four silver slugger awards, two times National Home Run Leader, two times National uh, RBI Leader, and his number is retired by the Braves. Here's the thing, though. take months to be retired by the Braves. He's Mormon, so they won't put him in. It's a conspiracy against Mormons. There you have it. <laughs> you know what? He just should get some of that Mormon money that Glenn's got. Thank and just you. retire. Not worry about the yes, Hall of Fame. That's exactly right. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh-huh. Triple eight, nine hundred, thirty-three ninety-three. Rock and roll hall of fame has uh, come up again. <laughs> it's a bane of my life. One of them. I mean, there's several, but that that's definitely one. Uh and for some reason they don't do the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame broadcast or the induction ceremony live. Okay, well, I think I we don't know, know why. Oh, wait, let's 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 noodle this out. Yeah, but it's on HBO. Why would they care? Oh, that's true. It's on HBO. So I thought it'd be a bleep fest. Right. And you can't keep up with the delay. You don't even delay. have to worry about it on HBO. <laughs> that's a good point. Okay. 
So that led to, what was a Johnny Cash thing that he came up even today? How did that, how do we even get on Johnny Cash? And then it turns out, oh, because Jeff, Jeffy brought up that he's got this book oh, of poems yeah, yeah, yeah. out or okay. something. Yeah, okay. That's got to be good. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. For all the Johnny Cash fans, I'm sure it's really, really good. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to find it today and downloaded it into all of my devices i don't know really? yeah 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 i'm gonna well i'm gonna try it's i don't know i can't guarantee because i'm i'm a luddite and a, a technophobe so <laughs> i may not be able to pull it off but i'm gonna try no no try not do or do not there is no try hmm? yes yes no yes yes or no Which no is it? no yes uh, so anyway, we were talking about Johnny Cash being in both the Country Hall of Fame and the Rock Hall of Fame, which is uh, craziness. Seriously, you think about Foreigner not being in an actual rock band, an actual rock band that sold 80 million albums worldwide. 80 million has umpteen hits. I don't know, dozens of hits, many of them top 10. Uh, people love them. They're, they can still bring people to their concert venues, even though their lead singer isn't around anymore. They got they replaced lead singer and still pack concert venues, and they're not even nominated ever. So, a lot of lot of good bands though that still aren't in the Rock Hall of Fame. Anyway, I I, I read an article that uh, came out yesterday, a guy speculating on who would be inducted next year, and among the inductees, he thinks LL Cool J is going in. <laughs> Sheesh. We can't laugh at these kind of suggestions anymore. I mean, no, because they they actually but they do pan out. So wait, what's the bigger joke, the Nobel Peace Prize or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's a tough one. That is tough. That's a tough. Oh, one. that's a poll coming up at Pat Unleash on Twitter. Uh, people are also speculating about Depeche Mode, <laughs> uh, the Jay Giles Band, Radiohead. I'm, I can't believe Radiohead's not in it because it's that that's one of those really in bands. It's hip, like the Rolling Stone crowd loves. If we're basing it on their first three albums, absolutely. Anything after that? There's also talk of Jay-Z being nominated. Uh, has it been 25 years since he came out? Eminem, Notorious B.I.G. Good golly, if those guys go in. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? I, I don't know. You're going to go postal? I don't know. Okay. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be. You know, spewing violent rhetoric. That would be inappropriate and wrong. Yeah, just take it out on Tom uh, Selleck's mustache. Why don't you? <laughs> and again, I'll say it again. I got nothing against Tom Selleck. I don't even know where that came from. Why am because I? Because you constantly talk about how much you hate him. I do not. And we're I have just, never talked about how I hate him because I don't. I just couldn't take it anymore. We had to call you out. <laughs> I don't hate Tom Selleck. Uh, Chris in Indiana, you're on the blaze. <laughs> Hey, you know, Boston's not on the Hall of Fame either, Rock you Hall of Fame. You are so right. Hmm. And They were good. They were good, and they were groundbreaking. You, you know, yeah. when when you hear a Boston song on the radio, you know you've heard, you're, you're about, I mean, nobody has to tell you. When that guitar kicks in, you know it's Boston. They innovated oh, yeah. that sound. Yeah. Nobody can duplicate it. It's awesome. They were good. They were really good. Oh, we went and seen Foreigner last year. Did Last you, summer. Was it they good? good? Yeah, I bet they were. Yeah, it was crowded. It was good. Where did you it see them? a great concert. Uh, down by Indy. Okay. And was it a big venue? How many people were there, do you think? Oh, I couldn't count. There was a lot. You didn't count the crowd? 
Whoa. So oh, unusual. no, it's kind of hard to count. Black people count you know, the They're crowd. all behind you and you're in the front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, I used to really be an advocate for Boston because that's one of my favorite bands. I really like them. But really, I think their problem is after the first three albums, mm-hmm. uh, you run into trouble. How about after the first track, you run into the same sound over and over and over again? I'm not sure I agree with that. Okay. I mean, there is a distinctive sound to Boston, and that carries through all their music, but I kind of like that. Um, but when they started going into uh, corporate America hatred and all that <laughs> stuff, oh, uh, the whole Tom Scholl's progressivism, socialism, they, don't, uh, uh, they lost me on that. And then, of course... You know, Brad Delp died, their, their lead singer, and that, that hurt the band. I, I, how do you even tour now as Boston? You kind of can't, although I think he does. And I'm not sure who, who he uses, but um, after Brad Delp, after you've had the, one of the best voc- rock vocalists in the world, uh, there's nowhere to go but down after that. Uh, 888-933-93. Tommy in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, Pat. Hey. Uh, before Foreigner gets into the Rock Hall of Fame, Mm-hmm. Uh, I predict there's a person who will be uh, inducted because his oratory was so great. It was like music. Okay. And that's Barack Obama. <laughs> what do you think? That's, I think you're right. That's scary. Yeah, I, I mean, right. music, yeah, the yeah. entertainment people, they love him. Yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. they love him, yes. They practically yeah, and, worship him. Well, and they gave him a, a, a Nobel Peace Prize. What did you do they for did. that? You're right. Thanks a lot, Tommy. Appreciate it. Wasn't he nominated for a Grammy too because of the spoken word thing he did? I think Hillary, right? I know, I know, uh, Clinton, Bill got one, right? Bill Clinton got a Grammy. Yeah, that's I a Grammy. I'm looking didn't right remember now. that yeah, if he did. Yeah. So let's Good see heavens. here. Yeah, best spoken word album, 2005. <laughs> best spoken word album, 2004. I don't know what that one is. That's like a Peter Wolf. I don't know. But his book, his book, My Life, 2005, won. And then uh, in 2013. So anyway, he has won three Grammy Awards. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has three Grammy Awards? More than the Beatles? Uh, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Think of that. Hillary Clinton got Think a of Grammy that. as well. Oh, my gosh. And back in 1997 for It Takes a Village. Best oh, spoken word that's album. unbelievable. I think the Beatles only have one Grammy, don't they? Look that up, Keith, because yeah. I'm pretty sure if Bill Clinton has more Grammy Awards no. than the Beatles... They got tons. We need. They have tons of Grammys. Yeah, tons. I mean, oh, they I can't do? even scroll over. Oh wait, well, hold on. That might have been just are nominee. Sure? Hang on. Yeah, hang those on. are nominations. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Okay, so lifetime one. achievement. Are we counting all these? I got four, eight, twelve, sixteen, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-five winners. And the first one was in sixty-five. The last one was a lifetime achievement. Why did I have it in my head that they only won once? Yeah, because they did win lifetime achievement, Hall of Fame award. Well, they won Hall of Fame awards the rest of the time. Oh, so these are all Hall of Fame awards we're looking at here? Best well, no, okay. music video. Yeah, so that's okay. So let's just see. Grammy okay, so time. the actual real album of the year. Uh, they Sergeant did Pepper. pop performance. Okay. Trustees award. I don't even know what that is. Okay. So album of the year. Best pop vocal album. Okay, well, I was completely off start, base. Yeah, Hard Day's Night. Uh, best performance. That started in 65 as far as their first mm. Grammy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So two, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. four. That's a lot. At least three. Yeah, they won several. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Yeah. False alarm. Put that in your pipe. Hold on. Stand whoa, down, everybody. Well, hang on a second. Hang on. Here's a fact for you. 
Mm-hmm. I think these are just going to be, I think, the same amount as Bill Clinton. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. Okay. Nope. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Right Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Math on the fly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, <clears throat> earlier in the show, we were talking about the Palestinians and and uh, the baby who died of tear gas inhalation, supposedly. And what what was the mother thinking, bringing an infant child to that violent protest? Why would you do that? Now it looks like they the baby may not have even died from from inhalation of the of the. Uh, Tear gas. Layla Gondor, an eight eight month old girl with sparkling green eyes, was in the arms of her grandmother when a cloud of tear gas engulfed them at the protest in Gaza on Monday. The child inhaled a draft of acrid gas, set off a rasping cough and watering eyes. Hours later, she was dead. The story shot across the globe, providing an emotive focus for outrage at military tactics that. Israel's critics said were disproportionately violent, <laughs> which is absurd. You're supposed to, what do you have to measure exactly? The only force that you send back to them is the force that they give to you. So if they throw rocks, you throw rocks back at them. Just ludicrous. Yet within hours, the family's story was being questioned. Doctors said Layla had suffered from congenital heart defects that one suggested might have caused her death. So she might have died of a of a heart defect. Now it could have been brought on too by uh, the tear gas plus a bad heart. But again, what are you doing at the violent protest? What kind of caregiver brings their baby to a protest like that? It's just it's, it's almost crazy. like it was done on purpose. on purpose. Almost. Yeah, it's almost like they don't care about their own lives let alone the lives of the Israelis. It's almost like it's really hard to relate to their culture and the way they conduct themselves in their lives. And that's why it's a little easier to sort of identify with the Israelis. 888 Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson is warning of a growing crisis of ethics and integrity in the United States. We were talking about this earlier, and uh, Keith had a different feel for what he was saying here than I did. Let's take a look at uh, what Secretary of State Tillerson had to say. Your contributions to society depend on a firm, ethical foundation of personal and professional integrity. Mm-hmm. As I reflect upon the state of our American democracy, I observe a growing crisis in ethics and integrity. A responsibility of every American citizen to each other is to preserve and protect our freedom by recognizing what truth is and is not, Mm -hmm. what a fact is and is not, Mm. and begin by holding ourselves accountable to truthfulness and demand our pursuit of America's future be fact-based, not based on wishful thinking, not hoped-for outcomes made in shallow promises, but with a clear-eyed view of the facts as they are and guided by the truth that will set us free to seek solutions to our most daunting challenges. Now, do you think the former secretary is speaking about the administration? I do. Or the media? You think it's the administration? I do. 
I think about how okay. Interesting. He's not talking to a press club or something, right? No, he's I think talking he's, to VMI. Yeah, he's at a graduation, right? Isn't that a Virginia Military Institute? Yeah. Yeah. So think about how his firing went down or whatever happened. Mm-hmm. He was traveling. He was about to have a meeting with some officials in Kenya, I think. Remember, he was traveling. Yeah, they were he's like, in oh, Africa. he's sick and uh, he can't make it. And the next thing you know, he's home in. Uh, right. So I don't think that went down very well. And he's probably very yeah. bitter about it. He might be. There might be a bad taste in his mouth. But I will say this it can apply to both because both sides are. Are are lying about things? Oh, absolutely. They they are, and we've caught virtually everybody in lies, especially lately. And everybody's throwing around facts that aren't exactly facts. So uh, it's a good safety tip, though. Let's do our own homework and figure out for ourselves what the truth is and what what the facts are. I think that's good advice. That's a good one. No matter whom he's talking about, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. You know, losing weight and keeping it off can be a real struggle. And once you hit a certain age, it becomes a really big struggle. And it's real. You want to lose those extra pounds, but sometimes it feels like you're just shoveling sand on the beach. Uh, This is where Riduzone can help. With proper nutrition, diet, and exercise, Riduzone will help you lose weight. And more importantly, keep it off. Riduzone is a safe natural FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. They've taken the good stuff in olive oil, the OEA in olive oil, and they created a patented product that is shown to boost your metabolism and reduce your appetite. So helpful. When, after you lose weight especially, if you're like me, all you want to do is just eat normally again. Just go back to the way you were eating. I just, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to worry about it. I'm just going to eat whatever is in front of me and whatever I decide I want. (laughs) So this will definitely help you curb those desires and that appetite. So if you've hit that age where nothing seems to work in your weight loss world, it's time to try Riduzone. Order it today at Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and you'll get 30% off a three-month supply. That's Riduzone.com. Promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. It's time to make it happen, and RidUZone can get you over the hump. RidUZone.com, promo code PAT for 30% off a three-month supply. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Uh, speaking of the news and why it matters, I'm going to bring up this Johnny Cash atrocity again on that, on that particular show, because Glenn's a big Johnny Cash fan too. So it might be fun. It might you be fun to get into that. wanting everyone in the building to hate you and beyond. Now, all the listeners, every employee that you work with, uh, you're in the building. Okay, I see what you're up to. So see? tonight on TV, you're yep. going to continue cruising for a bruising. Right. Okay. So... Good luck. Join us at uh, 5.30 Eastern. Yeah. And just put it in your pipe and, and smoke it. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, I think we've covered much of what we wanted to do. You can also tweet us, by the way, at Pat Unleashed. We got this from Glassy now. 
who says, I would like Pat to recite Africa in Al Gore voice. Oh, Africa. The Toto song we were talking about. And we were talking about that the other day because some algorithm, and that's maybe where the Al Gore think, algorithm? Is that where that came from? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, there was a, there was a, yeah. Decided, <laughs> anyway, the algorithm figured out that that's the most pleasing human song of all time. I mean, look, if you're going to put bad data in, you're going to get bad data out, but I'm Yes. <laughs> now, are we going to run into Toto fans who are going to be pissed off that we're saying that maybe Africa is not the greatest song of all time? Mm-hmm. I actually like Toto, um, but I, and I liked this song the first maybe 300 times I heard it. Well, no, and I actually listened, this is so ironic, just about a month ago, I was listening to Toto songs I'd never heard before. A very good band. Toto? Yeah, not the singles. I'm talking about their deeper stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're great. So, I mean. Talented. Yes. They're one of the best guitarists in the world, and Steve Lukather. Uh, He played on everybody's records because he was so good. But he was also Toto's guitarist. It's kind of wasted with Toto because he did so many ballads, uh, but uh, really, really good. But anyway, Al Gore reciting Africa. I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. She's coming in 12.30 flight. The moonlit wings reflect the stars that guide me towards salvation. I stopped an old man along the way. Hoping to find some long-forgotten words or ancient melodies, he turned to me as if to say, Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you. It's <laughs> about as far as I can that go. Is, that is so funny. Does it work? Because it that way? the song's great, but boy, when Al Gore right. does it, it sounds like it came from his book of poetry. Oh, it's, boy. Yes. It's even more powerful. More powerful. Oh. And, it, and, you know... Al Gore's uh, poetry, we all know, is mm-hmm. some of the most powerful poetry there is <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anywhere on this planet. That. Harry Smith understands. <laughs> yeah, he does. And that's why Harry asked him to recite his own poetry, not not from some rock band. Oh, no. But this came from the mind of Al Gore himself. One thin September soon, a floating continent disappears in midnight sun. Midnight sun. Vapors rise as rise. fever settles fever. on an acid sea. Acid. Neptune's bones dissolve. dissolve. Snow glides Snow from the mountain. Glides. Ice fathers floods for, for a season. season. Hard rain comes quickly. Comes quickly. Then dirt <laughs> is parched. Kindling is placed in the forest for, for the, the lightning, lightning celebration. celebration. Unknown creatures take their, their leave unmourned. unmourned. Horsemen ready their stirrups. Wow. Passion seeks heroes and friends. The bell of the city on the hill is rung. The shepherd cries. The hour of choosing has yes, arrived. Right. Here are your tools. Here are your tools. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that poem. Right. and then We've but, had it for what? Eight years did, probably. Did you? Is there any time left on that? Yeah. The okay. Yes. No, no. You got to listen to the I know. End of it. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to prepare you for the response from Harry Smith because it's priceless. I mean, you have that cheesy, awful, nonsensical poem read as if it's so beautiful. It's so incredibly poignant. This is, these are some of the most important words ever spoken. <laughs> and that's that's the way he delivers it. And then you got this response. 
Wow. Wow. I'm so glad you read that. I was really, I'm very happy. Thanks for asking me. I'm happy to hear it in your voice. Thank you. (laughs) And then they made out for about 15, 20 minutes. Thanks for asking. So, yeah, it was. Thank you. It was a it was a tender moment between them. So, do you think Harry Smith really liked his poetry, or was it more like Mario? Sounded like it, didn't it? Lo, Mario Lopez, right, uh, uh, with Miss Teen South Carolina? Was he just like, thank you for making me a part of internet history? Forever. No, I think I think he he reverently adores Al Gore, and I think he genuinely, for whatever reason, dug that. Okay, I, uh, maybe I'm wrong. But to each his own. Uh, yeah, I I think he loved it. Mm. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, is are we going to wind up without this with North Korean summit? We haven't even talked about this yet today. Uh, there's been so much to talk about, but uh, North Korea and Kim Jong Un are they're making a lot of noise now that maybe maybe the meeting the summit with President Trump won't happen in Singapore uh, because of the military operation, the exercises that we do with South South Korea, and they know we do these exercises every year. And uh, so there's some speculation that they're just making noise like this to uh, kind of deflect attention from the fact that they're moving their nukes around and trying to hide them or whatever. I don't know how that works unless they delay the summit. And they're not going to North Korea anyway, so why do they have to hide them? Maybe, maybe this agreement will bring in inspectors, and that's what they're preparing for. Um, but it would be really, it would be disappointing, I think, at this stage yep. for this thing not to happen because we are on the precipice of something really historic and something that could really change the world for the better. Former CIA director John Brennan, of course, blaming Trump for the reversal of uh, the feeling right now. This turn of events is unsurprising since Donald Trump seems enamored with a fire-aim-ready policy-making process that's fraught with pitfalls as well as potential disasters. Yeah, well, at least he got us to this point where your boss never did. Barack Obama only dreamed of making this happen. All right, we'll see you uh, tonight on the news and why it matters. Bye. And, of course, back here tomorrow. Yeah, for by the way, Friday Pat program. Al Gore does have a Grammy. I just want you to know that. Yeah, I know. He's got... <laughs> He's got an Oscar, he's got a Grammy, he's got a Nobel Prize. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.